Welcome to the Bros Who Think Podcast, starring your host, Mr. Lyndon Burton, and his co-host, Adam Schubert, Doom, Julian Navarre, and Justin Baptiste. Look, fellas, we got a lot of stuff to go over this week. So, Lyndon, whenever you're ready, take it away, brother. Oh, and have a good week. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Lyndon Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy Dewitz, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beer Fucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 124, and I'm joined, as always, by my guy, Doom Doom. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm good, man. What's good with you? Can't complain. Can't complain. Just just chilling, you know, enjoying life as it as it progresses. Got some funny things to talk about this week. Some things I'm loving. And the funny thing is, your ass been, like, living under a rock for the past couple of days. Yeah, man. I don't know where I was for this Nick Cannon shit, but that shit is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely get to all that, but we got to start off. Let's get the sad stuff out the way. First off, I want to start the pod by saying rest in peace, Juice World. Uh, prayers to his family, prayers to his loved ones, and we'll just take a moment of silence real quick for Juice World. Again, rest in peace to Juice World. Sad, sad situation. No Man, Doom, I wanted to talk about this one way before some other some stuff came out, but you did tell me we should wait till something's 100% accurate before we talk about it. So I'm going to hold off on the negative side of the story until we get 100% confirmation because I do feel a specific way about it, if that is true. But let's just talk about the use of just drugs in hip-hop culture. And, and fuck that, in millennial culture, because that's a problem among a lot of millennials in this. Oh man, we just gotta we gotta get off the pills, man. We really do. Yeah, no doubt. I I don't even know when that became cool. You know what I mean? Like future. I don't, know, I don't even. Cause future. I don't, I don't know. It was like it was like 2012. And and he he definitely had a big influence, but it's hard because I hear that a lot. Like that's like the common thing is like everybody saying, "Oh, future started this shit," but it's like. I feel like even then, it was already kind of ingrained enough in the culture to where when he said it, people wasn't really taken aback by it. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it was definitely a point in time where... Also, you got to attribute the fact to hip-hop going mainstream. Because yeah. you're right, it was ingrained in the culture through Wayne and everything, but and Wayne played a part in it too with the lean. It's just when hip-hop went pop, that's when it started to become like more and more into these young kids' head, like, yo. Like, for example, we had Wiz and everybody telling us, smoke weed, do this, and Christian OJ was seminal, and us growing up currency and whatnot, but, like, these young kids are jamming DS2 and freaking, and Weekend, like, there's so many, it's not just Future, so many people, Weekend, snorting, blow, popping pills. Like, we could go on for days of people yeah. doing it, but it was when hip-hop and rap culture became mainstream. yeah. See, I don't know, cause I'm I'm real torn on that because that to me is just uh when you make it to mainstream musicianship, that's almost like it just that's one thing that come with it. You know what I mean? Like there was artists when we were 
coming up that was doing the same shit that would rap about it, glorify it. And I feel like if I was out there with a, you know, I had pills, my niggas would have told me like, bro, you tripping. What the fuck are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we still didn't look like we, we looked at niggas that did that shit like drug heads. Like you was you was like a crackhead ass nigga. If you was out here, you know, doing pills and all this crazy shit like so I, I i don't know if i can blame just the artist i don't know what's oh no what's no no i'm thing. not blaming i'm not and i'm not even blaming the artist i'm just saying how when it got into the cultural zeitgeist you know what i mean yeah like, i'm not putting i'm not it, it, it's a blame on music it's a blame on the people themselves it's a blame on the government for putting it because like it's so easy to get that shit do, and that's why it's the opioid e- epidemic right now. So there's a lot of people at fault for this, and it's just that everything went hand in hand at the right time. Yeah, so, I, I, like, I'm really I'm I'm trying to figure out where the change in the culture was though, because I remember like when I was in high school, bro. Like even before like I turned 18, like we go get a black and we be smoking a black, and niggas would see us and act like we was wilding because we were smoking a black. You know what I mean? Like, no, I feel it, it, look, when, when I was in high school, it cool, was just, it was just tobacco, mean? liquor, and niggas smoking weed. That's all it was. Yeah. But I'm t- I'm telling you, it was when I went to college, like 2013, 2014, that's when niggas started to get heavy on it. Like, it was yeah. those, it was the between the years of 2012 and, like, now. Like, that's when it started, bro. I'm telling you. Because, like, I'm with you. At high school parties, it was just niggas drinking, niggas smoking weed, and niggas smoking cigarettes and taking dips. Like, yeah. that's all it and, was. And I'm saying, bro, like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of them niggas, bro, like, I don't judge nobody for their choices. Because I'm, I'm, I'm one of them niggas. I'm like, I'm down to try anything once. You know what I mean? If I got a good reason to. But niggas still knew it was wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when did it become so cliche? Like, niggas is really just out here on Zans and all this other shit, and it's like... That shit is crazy to me, It's bro. just like, normal. Like, I don't understand when that happened. All you, know you have I mean? to do is research, like, the side effects of Zans and what happens. See, I, I think what a lot of people don't realize is what happens... See, they think it's just cool to take the drugs, and, and what people don't ever mention is what happens after you stop taking a drugs for the long time, the withdrawal process, the yeah. sickness that you inquire, the side effects to that withdrawal process. Niggas don't ever research that side of things. Like if you look up Xanax withdrawal side effects, seizures are, is like one of the main, like it said that that stuff can kill you, but they still take that shit and it blows my mind. Like, and, and reason, cause we researched this type of stuff in high school and in college. Like if you, just research the side effects of some of these things. That'll tell you, like, whether or not you should be doing this. And I think the big problem is, is that people think, like, oh, well, I can get this from the doctor, so it can't be that bad. That like, too. We just got that that image of the doctor not realizing that the pharmaceutical companies it's are the, the worst drug, drug dealers in the fucking world. You know and, what I mean? Like, and if you watch commercials, uh, methicillioma could give you cancer, give you like, yeah. bro, like if you listen yeah. to to the the side effects of shit, fucking Viagra. If you get feel flu like symptoms, it's okay. Just know that it'll go away in a couple days. Like what? Yeah, and and, and that's allegedly. I don't know what Vi- Viagra don't sue us. I don't know what the fuck yeah. y'all. Be. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just saying like an example. Y'all might not have no problems. Yeah. 
Bro, it's it's crazy because I, I can't remember what I was watching, like a little short doc or something where they were talking about how the pharmaceutical companies, they purposely create the drug to be like addictive or harmful in certain areas to where like, let's say, you know, I go to the doctor for this one issue. I got a, a cough or something. They'll prescribe me something that'll cause me a different problem. So I got to go back and spend more money, yep. more money on a second medicine. And it's not like like they're designing the medicine purposely to give you that second problem. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like they could have created a pill that only solved the original one, but they purposely put the the second problem in there. So they they now have a, a lifelong customer. You know what I mean? Because now you go and get a, med- a medicine for that second problem. Now you got a third problem. You know what I mean? And before you know it, you're one of them old people that got to pop 20 pills before pills, bedtime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, no, and that's, right. that's nuts to me that people yeah. really do that. And that's, they make money off of that. And that's just, we just got to do better as like a group. And I, the, the other day, just to transition to something else, something a little lighter, I was, I just tweeted because everybody, I, I always wonder like where some of the drill people are. Like I know what Chief Keith is doing, but I always wondered what was up with Lil Bibby? And Lil Bibby was building him a solid record label roster with Juice World. He has this new kid, Lil Roy or Lil Lil Croy, somebody. And this dude, this other white dude. And like, I was like, yo, Bibby was building him such a good, the kid Lil Roy, just building him such a good roster. And I was like, damn, man, I feel for I feel for all parties involved. Yeah, that, that's a tough one because I feel like with. Juice World, he's another one of those artists that he was real early in his career, but immediately from the first song, you've seen the potential. And that that's like a rare few artists per generation that have that kind of effect. And it just sucks that the three that I can remember from this current generation, they all gone, all three of them. You know what I mean, and that like, and who are you people, saying, Juice X and who? Juice X and Peep, in my oh, opinion, okay, okay. they were literally changing the sound. You know what I mean, like, and that in a good way, a, a positive way, because I think Juice was one of those people. He kind of had the the popular sound of you know the trap beats and melodic rapping, but he was actually talking rapping. about shit. He, that too. You know what I mean? And he actually had skill. Ability. He could put yeah. words together. You know what I mean? It wasn't Same just thing like... with X, even though like you may disagree with like what we're not talking about his choices, we're just talking about his talent. Like X X could rap and sing. Like he, yeah. he could do it both. Talented, bro. Like real talent. You know what I mean? With or without auto-tune, like dude had a pen on him. He knew how to put together a project, which is an underrated ability, especially yeah, nowadays. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like nowadays the majority of artists just get, you know, give me 10 to 12 hard ass beats. I'm going to go freestyle in the night and I got my album. You know what I mean? But you could tell X really sat down and was like, this is how I want the album to start. This is where I want it to take you emotionally. I want it to, you know what I mean? Like he he had a way of putting shit together and it, it worked. You know what I mean? Juice World was the same way. And I'm no, not going to lie. I was disappointed with his most recent album. But I think he he had a bunch of shit in the works that was, you know, because his first album was a classic to me. 
To yeah, me. his first album was amazing. Like, nah, you're I right. Know, it was some great. Some people gonna disagree. I, I've been hearing a lot of. I was actually. I'm not gonna say today. classic, but I'll say it was amazing. Like, I, yeah. I can't say classic yet, but I can definitely say it was amazing. And I'm with you. I thought the second album didn't live up to the hype, but as sophomore slump, you always learn from that, and we didn't get to see that man grow to his potential. But Doom, let's get to let's get to the shits. Let's get to the fucking shits. Eminem got the smoke, bro. He got the smoke. Nick Cannon fired the shots. Nick Cannon fired the clips. He released everything, even Charlie. Bars, nigga, because Charlie clips. I don't even have to explain things. If you listen to the songs, you should know. But let's explain where this beef started. And Doom, you would be shocked to find out. Some people think it started with Fat Joe, but no. It started on T.I.'s Expeditiously podcast. Why am I not surprised that more bullshit came from that podcast? But I, I, I haven't heard the episode myself, so I'm, I'm just like the listeners right now. I, I need to know what exactly happened on that podcast. <laughs> so, unexpeditiously, Nick Cannon was sitting down with T.I. and he was talking about best beefs. And Nick said, my beef with him had potential, but he didn't want to you know, speak up and stuff. And T.I. was like, what, nigga? And he's like, you could not beat him even if it did happen. And Nick was like, bro, I could, I would smoke him. And T.I. was just instigating and it just went on like that. M got on the Fat Joe song and then just did what he did. What'd you think of M's rec, uh, it was, M's verse on Fat Joe's album? Bro, it was over before it started. If If I heard that, if I'm Nick Cannon and I hear that, I'm rethinking every decision I made up until that point. I'm going to figure out a way to kind of wiggle out of that. Because, bro, that song was hard. That yeah. inverse, he smoked that shit. And I'm he saying did. this as an Eminem hater. Like, I'm, I've never been a huge Eminem fan. Like, I've liked a bunch of his songs. Don't get me wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to listen to every album he dropped. But I've never been that, like, hardcore Eminem fan. But... He smoked that shit. He did, but let me say this. He smoked it. It was fire. But Nick released the cannon on him. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, M got to respond. M got to respond again, dude. He got to. (laughs) If that's Nick Cannon releasing the clip, he should (laughs) have kept that shit on safety, bro. That shit was ass. Hot booty cheeks, Yo, bro. Elvis Pussley was the worst bar oh, I've ever heard. I, I just don't know what this nigga was thinking, bro. But let me give him some props. He did put his wildin' out niggas on who are battle rappers who are trying to look to make a scene. He put them in this big spotlight. I got to give him, I mean, Nick credit for putting on his niggas. And, and obviously, bro, like I, I mentioned this a bunch of times on the, on the pod before, is that I, I think all of these little stunts like this is in promotion of something separate. You know what I mean? Like they Wilding out, to, bro, and career. They, yeah, they, they trying to do some other shit. So I get it, but if you're going to pull a stunt, it at least got to be believable. You know what I mean? Like, I'm reading the YouTube comments on his videos he dropped, and nobody, I mean nobody, is buying into that shit. Yo, look, Nick sent out the heater, Charlie Clips, Hitman Holla, Conceited, Best part of that was conceited chorus on the first song. I ain't know conceited could sing. Yeah, but he, he actually kind of smoked that, bro. 
That uh, wasn't. Do you, do you think anybody ate? Like, do you think any, out no. of the two songs, "Pray for Me" and "The Invitation"? And I don't even know dude name, but some with the dreads, he need to quit. <laughs> he needs to hang it up. Never rap ever. <laughs> yeah, again. on the invitation, that was bad. Like he, the never last never rap ever again, bro. Yeah, he was bad. But let me say this: so you don't think Nick ate a little bit on "Pray for Me"? Uh, I mean. Now I will say I disagree with him trying to race bait him. Like I thought that's not how you do it. Like some of that stuff. They not did true. that throughout both of the songs, though. Yeah. Like every did. every every bar that came for his head was about him being white. Except the kids bar, I, I fucked with the Haley and Kim bar. Yeah, but and then another thing is like that's even worse than the white shit to me because if I feel like regardless of who it is. You don't speak you know on me? family. Stop, stop talking about people, kids, bro. Stop talking about people <laughs> that don't. Because right. you gotta remember, Haley is grown, bro. Like yeah, she, she got is. Nothing to do with that. Isn't she you a rapper? Bringing this, I've, your guess is as good as mine, bro. I'm pretty I, sure she's a rapper. I, I don't know. Is. I'd be curious I, I to hear know. what she sound like though. If she, she might is, drop, a, she drop a diss track to them niggas. Yeah, because. <laughs> They just gotta stop that shit. That shit was just complete clown shit to me. And I, I <laughs> fuck with Nick Cannon. I really do. Like as a person, at what he do as you know, in his man. business, in his yeah. just in his life in general. Like I listen to him speak because he got a little podcast that he starting up now. Which oh yeah, Cannon's class. It, yeah, it's actually dope, bro. Like I I'll be down. Like if he sit with somebody that I fuck with, I'll definitely go and listen to that podcast. Like it don't have that expeditiously shit where I'm like, yo, what the fuck <laughs> is this nigga talking about? You know what I mean? Like, I fuck so with So how Nick you Cannon. gonna feel when Nick come back and talk about this? Because he gotta, he gotta talk about this. But if I he mean, say his baby mama name, like, now that is his ex, but that is the mother of his children, so I do get why Nick and M said his name. So like, yeah. I get why Nick responded. Well, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that what he did was, you know, crazy or wild or, you know, out of pocket, because he did speak on him. M definitely spoke some shit that deserved the response. But that bullshit, <laughs> I, bro, yeah, that he was said the he was most. Gonna go Drake on him with the back to back. That yeah, was not that, a back to back. That was that was the most poo rapping I ever heard in my life. Bro. For real, Nick though. dropped the cannon, fam. All them niggas sound like they was stuck in 06. <laughs> dude, dude with the dread sound like he watched a, a fucking early 2000s Young Money Cypher right before that video. <laughs> he that like shit trash. Yo, and I thought the battle rappers would have went harder. Conceited didn't go that hard. Hitman Hollow was all right. And Charlie Clips, I expected more from. It's just those Y'all are battle rappers. so corny, bro. Like... I, the way M put his verse together is how you rap. You know what I mean? Like where I, I'm listening and I'm like, where is he going with this? You know what I mean? Like I feel like everything that Nick Cannon and his little squad was saying, it was so predictable, so cliche. Yeah. Like I didn't that. like all the Just, stuff. I thought that was lame. Yeah, man. And if you're going to come at somebody top, come at his top. Don't yeah. use the obvious. Like you, you don't think everybody who ever came at Eminem They're didn't have a white man. joke. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and the, okay, and the nigga, drug we know him like, is white. Was... <laughs> like, damn, obviously, if we had a problem with him being white, he'd have been out of here a long time ago. This nigga been on since I was a baby, nigga. Like, what are you right. saying? No, Come you're on. right. But I just had to throw that out. That nigga dropped the cannon, but I do want him to respond. M has to respond, or Nick will take the W. Doom. He, but he but do you respond to that, though? <laughs> 
I mean, I want him to respond. I don't, if he, especially if he coming with another fucking, I forget the name of the track on Fat Joe album, but if he got another one of them in the clip, please respond to him. But, you gotta respond. Like, I want to hear something. Like, you gotta. Because if not, Nick takes the W. Because Nick gonna say he took the W. Do you respond, though? Like, <laughs> it's so I trash. feel like, bro, you, you, you gotta at least, you know what I mean? You gotta be in a fight. That's like if some... Some nigga walk up to you, call your hands, and you just looking at him like, bro, if I hit you, it's it's over. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to just save you from yourself because it don't do nothing for neither one of us. I'm going to look bad for fucking you up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Him maybe shouldn't respond. You're right. All right. I wouldn't I sh- if I was him. I hope he do. Fingers I crossed just that he do. But I wouldn't if I was him. It's been great. Shit, it's been great content, so you know that's why that's why I'm fucking with it. Bring it on, Nick. And Keep I know Fat Joe's sitting in the cuts, like, yo, thank you, nigga. You know how much streams? Yeah, he, he got. Yeah, Fat Joe about to do some numbers. Not yeah, saying Fat that his album was trash because I haven't listened it is all the way. Good yet. though, I'm not gonna even lie. And that one song sounded fire. And Fat he Joe got a fucking album. Mary J hook, so I'm I'm with it. I'm 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 in already. You already got and he got a dope Bryson feature. Like, nah, Fat Federal made a pretty damn good album. Let's jump to all right. Look, ladies, y'all can't be mad at me for this. Bro, I don't like Lizzo. I don't. Like, I'm oh, over the dang. I'm over Lizzo, bro. Like, I'm I'm fed up and like she needs to just go to her house. Just go bro, home. For it has real. nothing to, it has nothing to do with her being big because I, I like big girls, bro. Like, that's not even a thing. Like, you know, so it's, it has nothing to do with that. My thing is, when when Azalea Banks went to the game with a thong on, if Beyonce went to the game with a thong on, if anybody went to the game with a thong on, we would be like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. And like, everybody you know, know that. That's that's why, like, bro, I was on Twitter legit, like, trying to keep myself from arguing with random people. Because all they doing is just de- de- defending it because she a big girl. That's the only reason why. Bro, so somebody tweeted, uh... <laughs> He said, um, I say one little thing about Lizzo and here come the whole fucking uh, buffet line at Golden <laughs> Corral. And I'm like, yo. <laughs> yo. <laughs> but, <No. laughs> but people was actually, because this was one of them viral ass tweets with thousands of replies and shit. So I'm, I'm reading through the replies because this is pure you entertainment. Know it, was you know what I mean? it was lit. It was lit. Yeah, bro. But. People was actually having like constructive conversation under there. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm reading and they was talking about how um this one dude was saying how he has he <laughs> this one nigga he was saying how he he he's with Women being confident in their bodies and you know having yeah being you know, being like, powerful yeah exactly and I'm I'm with that too a hundred percent but he said what he not with is promoting a unhealthy lifestyle especially to other black women you know what I mean because I think that within the black culture our women are the only ones that really. Or let me not say the only ones, because that's that's fucked up. But they are the most accepting of those type of health issues, and we we almost don't even view it as an issue. What it is, you know what I mean? Like, cause we just so used to like, you know what I mean? Like everybody reach a certain point where that that's just what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it don't have to be that. 
You know what I mean? Like we should start taking our health more serious. And I think about it, like I got a daughter. I wouldn't want her to be fat. If she was fat, I, I want her to be comfortable with it. You know what I mean? Not feel like she should be ashamed to be who she is. But I would want her to understand that be healthy, yeah. Exactly. I would want her to understand that there is a healthier lifestyle to live. And there's a reason you should put in the effort to not live that lifestyle. You know what I mean? And that was the problem that that I have with it. And mm-hmm. and that's outside of just the fact that you should not be in a family environment with your fucking ass out. <laughs> like I think that goes without saying, bro. If there is children in the Yo. building, why the fuck is your ass out? <laughs> That's just like I don't understand. I don't understand how you feel played that people say that. Yo, I was about to say mature doom with the with the take on health, but then he comes and talks about the kids seeing Real the ass. Shit, bro, put your fucking ass up. Nobody like I'm sorry. Niggas can say because I've been I've been hearing a she, bunch of people little takes on it that oh we we cool with that I think Lizzo fine I think she got a nice booty fuck that that shit is nasty put that shit up I don't give a fuck put that shit up <laughs> yo because like no there's really little kids that go to games like and I know people are like oh but they see that no I don't want my, I don't want my child seeing Lizzo's ass. <laughs> Now you got to have a whole conversation on what the fuck yeah. Lizzo doing. Why is she doing that shit? You know what I mean? And, and low-key, is she putting on a... Sh- is she is she shooking and jiving? Like, at this point... Bro, it's just, it's just the same shit I was just saying. That is all a promo stunt. It's to stay yeah, like, relevant. And she know that she got a specific audience. And she's of- going for them tropes. She's going for, like... She's being... She's... I don't want to say she's trying to be stereotypical, but she she kind of is, man. Bro, she realized that she got any anybody who would feel like they don't have that mainstream body. You know what yeah. everybody think that, you know, a girl should look like. Like, you know what I mean? Because trust me, bro, like no men, I'm, I'm speaking maybe not for all men, but for most men, we don't give a fuck about that. Niggas don't like that little skinny ass. Facts. I, bro, like, I say that all the time. Niggas like, don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, nobody's like, trying to be with a twig. Not, yeah. Like that facts. No. So it's like that part. Cool. But whatever she get, she get anybody who feel like they don't have that Hollywood. I'm a, you know, be out on Rodeo Drive with the fucking bikini top on, showing off Bella like, Hadid, the Bella Hadid body frame. Yeah, anybody who's and not like that, they Hadid. fuck with Lizzo. They fuck with Lizzo. She's tapped into that crowd. Anybody who feels like before that they should have had a reason to feel ashamed of how they looked, now they like, oh, if Lizzo could be out here fucking twerking and doing all this shit, when shit like that, I'm fucking with it. You know what I mean? And not to mention, she makes decent music. Musically, Sorry. she's talented. It's she, not my music. I ain't riding around listening to Lizzo, yeah, yeah. but I can listen can, to her shit it. and be like, yo, I know that when they wrote, whoever wrote these songs and produced it and put it together, as soon as that shit was recorded, they knew it was taken off. Like, that, that's how I, her music sounds. Like, she got it. You know what I mean? She knows how to put together music. But all that extra shit, nah, man. You gotta, you gotta relax. And she got a good tap on the on the market. She she doing something that there's literally nobody else in that market. Yeah. Everybody else right now is like, 
is all about the Cardi B's, the Meg, the Stallions. Like we selling sex, we selling the <laughs> I look good. You know what I mean? <laughs> and no, you're right. So not that. So everybody else who don't look like Meg the Stallion is not out here playing niggas. We not, you know, Summer Walker with 30 niggas on our line, not texting niggas back on this fuck niggas ain't shit type wave. Because that's all they got for the women Nobody should believe that from Summer Walker, her old timid ass. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But you you know what I'm saying, though. They got all... I'm just throwing jokes in. Yeah. All those women these days, bro, They that's the vibe of the music is like fuck these niggas we on our own shit we doing our thing we play these niggas like they think they playing us and we got it like that you know the janae aikos that type of music that's all they got for women right now and she cornered a market that literally nobody was on she like i'm a fat bitch i don't give a fuck i look good (laughs) now every bitch that don't feel like they fine as fuck is fucking with it Every time you go mature doom, you come and say some shit that's <laughs> mature, but the way it just come off, yeah, you fat bitch. <laughs> Yo. Real shit though. Bro. Oh my goodness. Nah, but you're right though. I, I still don't like Lizzo. Like she's just wild and like go go your ass home, Lizzo. Like win you Grammys and go your ass home. <laughs> but, I liked it before this, but that <laughs> shit, yeah, that shit, that shit did it. Yeah, Lizzo wild, and you're not a rapper. I repeat, Lizzo, you are not a rapper. But so 2020. I'm going to tie up all these stories with 2020 ex- album expectations. So I'm going to ask you, what albums are you expecting in 2020? What, who do you want to hear from? But I'm going to tell you some that are confirmed. Lil Wayne's album is supposedly coming February. That's what he told a fan on IG. Bieber says he's dropping in 2020. Drake said he performed with the baby last night in North Carolina or two nights ago. And he was like, I'm going home to finish the album. We'll be able to jam. 2020 so what do you expect when do you think we'll get some of these albums who else do you want to hear from and are you excited for any of these albums that i just mentioned i mean obviously i'm excited for the drake album i think you can never like whenever we can get one we definitely gonna take it i really hope that uh kendrick make an appearance Mm, yeah before he step away because we got oh cole next year too yeah, I think I think that's the game need a little more of that cuz I feel like the best to me the best albums from our culture this year wasn't necessarily rap albums. Mm. You know what I mean? Cuz like Tyler shit was my favorite of the year and that wasn't really rap. You know what I mean? My favorite like, rap album wasn't... was Freddie Gibbs and that shit was my yeah. that was a shout out to Gangsta Gibbs. But no, I yeah. get what you're saying like it's not even in contention with some of these I allow and I, I it's not it's, it was a down year for hip hop yeah I, and when I say that I mean like cause niggas was active don't get me wrong but like that real rap cause I feel like now especially this this what really got me when Spotify did the year recap and that you know they, they figure out all the top you tracks you listening to and all this other shit you top artists uh, my top genre was pop rap that was my mm. top genre so i'm like nah, what's pop rap yo we well they they just group anything that is like radio rap as okay, pop rap okay. so like they i listen to a lot of juice world and um what's dude name dude from cali roddy rich oh, listen roddy. to a lot of 
listen to a lot of Juice World and Roddy Rich this past pop, year. That's not even pop rap. Though. But that's they the consider thing. it pop rap, which I can see the Juice World thing being considered pop rap if pop rap is even a genre. You know what yeah. I mean? That I think that's just white people way of trying to get in on our shit. Um, <laughs> fucking um, Roddy Rich did like a marshmallow collab, which was one of my favorite tracks of the year, by the way. But so I can I can see how they come up with pop rap. You know what I mean? Like he he fucking did a song with marshmallow. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's pretty popping. I, I I get it, but it's like nah, that's not pop rap. That's street niggas that just made a got a mainstream sound you know what i mean that's just just so happened is what that's what mainstream mainstream rap sounds like at the moment you know what i mean but i could see it i could see it yeah no i'm i'm with you i could see it as well but um, we, need, we need rap shit this year for sure so you want like some real rap you want shit. like kendrick uh cole kendrick cole's drake's those types yeah yeah and if Meek Meek decides to stay active and give us another one, I know he just came out with one, which is a really good album too. But I, I think he could sneak in an, again. Sneak it again, all right. I'm, I, I, are you excited for the Wayne thing. album? Ah man, ooh, I, that sounds like I'm, no. I'm I'm torn because everything that Wayne has done since the whole Cash Money debacle has been. Good only for the sense of nostalgia. Mm. Like, only because it's Wayne. You know what I mean? But if it was anybody else, I'd be like, yo, I ain't listening to this. You know I'm not going to. Carter 5 has some bangers. I'm not going to let you do that. It has some. It, it, was, it was okay, but did I really spend time with it? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, from yeah, saying, I, I haven't listened to it in a while. Wayne used to drop, and that was literally the only thing that existed to me for the next four, yeah, five months. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it don't, don't matter like who it. dropped. I was only listening to Wayne. Dedication three, and, dedication two, yeah. the uh, no ceilings, the droughts. Like, nah, right. I, you right, you right. Like when you write, you right. He he kind of I don't know. And then a lot of the project that people thought was really poo was the ones that I liked from Wayne, like post all that shit that happened. Because I don't know if you remember, I think it was like his first project back, but he came out with. Uh, FWA, it was like Free Weezy album or something oh, like that. You like that one, bro? That one was pressure to me. See, I need to listen to that one. But again. niggas didn't like it. Niggas was saying how it was trash and all this shit. Like he, we had waited so long to hear from Wayne, and that was kind of like one of his first. I think it. I think it might have been his first complete body My, of work. See, I like, like Dedication Five. I think the one with, or maybe that's four. The one with uh, the weekend singing. I'm good. Whichever, whichever dedication yeah. starts with that. Fuck I, with that I remember. Is. I remember that one. Yeah. See, I also, mean, I think who else could drop this year? Like, I'm looking at my thing. Oh, party's dropping in Jan- in January. I'm excited for that. I'm real excited to see when party when party comes back with Bryson has to drop this year. I hope he do. Cause I don't like, know what bro, he be doing. Like, yeah, exactly. Like. I get you got your daughter, you got your new wife, you're trying to spend time, but like, don't you have to feed them? <laughs> like, yeah, bro, and, and you one of the most anticipated niggas out right now. Mm-hmm. Like, people are waiting for you to drop. You gotta yeah. at least give us the two-pack. Yeah. Everybody else oh, dropping I, these two-packs? Something. Give, give us a two-pack, man. Fuck. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I would say it's Q, but Q just dropped this year, so I don't expect nothing from Schoolboy. Um, and I forgot Schoolboy dropped this year. That's how 
Crash Talk to me wasn't that. It's just it wasn't that great. Yeah, I mean that these niggas could could drop the next year. I think twenty twenty we could see another album from these niggas. Well, I'm excited for Griselda, Benny, Benny the Butcher to drop something. Yeah, I want to say, yeah, I definitely want that. But I need uh, some more currency, man. Niggas don't don't appreciate currency, but I need I need some more currency, man. You might have to I get, don't, be getting on that currency wave again because I fell off. I'm not gonna even lie. Bro, what what year was that? He dropped like a album every month. I feel like that was like two years ago, maybe. Bro, that was the hardest like lineup of projects I ever heard in my life. If he do that again, bro, like I will love this nigga forever. Let me. See. I don't even need every month. I just need give me give me two or three of them because they wasn't like full length albums. Like he was dropping some that only had four five tracks. You know what I mean? Toward the tail end of the year, he was coming out with pressure. You know what I mean? Like it was like oh, that might be twenty sixteen where he had part. He had uh, Andretti, uh, Andretti eleven thirty, eleven thirty, eleven uh, Andretti yeah. ten thirty, Andretti yeah. nine thirty. Then he had yeah. Stoned in the Ocean, the Le- Legend of Harvard Blue. Yeah, bro, Legend of Harvard Blue, hard, hard, bro. That's the one. That one in eleven thirty. All right, all right, crazy. I need, See, I I need like currency in 2020. I like that collab album he did with with uh, Gangsta Gear Fetty. That shit was my yeah. That was my shit. That's but what, word yeah. word, that's what's dropping. So you you excited for Bieber? Yeah, I'm bro. I'm I'm a I'm part of his little whatever they call his little tribe. I'm part of them niggas. Yeah, and and people are saying they're gonna cancel him for the N word. Do they not realize Bieber did the N word so long? Like you should have been can like all that shit happened uh-huh. years ago, like before. The journals album before that that didn't just happen. Yeah, people just hop on whatever. Like that I remember seeing that in like just hop back on it. Like I remember and seeing I, that on hot hip hop so long ago. I ain't gonna lie, I don't even know how to feel about it. Like I don't know how Me to either. how to judge him as a person. But if he dropped that album, I'm streaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm with you on that. So, but next up we got yo. Okay, we got three topics left. Why is Popeyes doing a chicken sandwich Christmas sweater, bro? Like, and niggas are buying it. Like, what is going on? I don't know, man. People just, they (laughs) like being a part of the hype. They like feeling like they're a part of something. That shit is nuts to me. Like, we getting chicken sandwich ugly Christmas sweaters. But, hey, I don't blame Popeyes. Ride the wave till you can't ride the wave no more. I'll do the same shit. Niggas yep. keep spending money, keep giving them the bullshit. Fuck it. So, and then, so I also said we would, I try not to ever talk about on this pod anymore, Jussie Smollett, because 2019 was a big Jussie Smollett year. I try not to talk about Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick dominated the, the airwaves this year. And another person I try not to talk about, but it just keeps coming back, Robert Kelly. R, the aura, they're doing a well, no, we, we, we can't call him the R no more. He just, he's Robert Kelly. So, Robert, they're doing another Surviving R. Kelly Part 2. I don't get what we're going over in this one. It, it, it basically, the, the trailer dropped. It looked like we're going over the after effect of Surviving R. Kelly, but this feel like a cash grab to me. Like, R. Kelly about to go to jail. We already know the problems. Like, I don't understand what we're about to learn in this. Yeah, me either. I ain't gonna lie though, they made it look fire with this trailer. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. 
Yeah, they made it, it look far. <laughs> it looked but like it might be worth a little bit of my time. We can't go over the same stuff we went over in part one. Like, I don't want to hear none of that old shit. Like, unless y'all telling me new information, what is that? What is there to discuss? Because the man going to jail. Yeah, and it's it was it was already common knowledge what was happening before the first one. And so honestly, now you had the first one tell the entire story. What else is there left to tell? And my thing is another thing is. Every time they show them protest lines, I'm always like, ooh, it's young millennials, white people, and like I never see a crowd that I'm 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 expecting to see because they don't care. Like if I swear to God, Doom, if you come to Louisiana and ask the average African American woman how they feel about R. Kelly, they like, yo, we still jam kills. I'm not saying no names, but I didn't ask like five of them. I didn't ask yeah, like bro. five to t- like bro, a lot of people women still, still support R. Kelly, and I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing? Know a lot of people that still do, and honestly, bro, like I, I don't, and I hate having another one of these little mature ass takes. But it's like I don't like how fucking Lifetime they really trying to milk the money out of dragging yeah. this man name through the dirt, and like, but he should be thrown under the jail. But I do agree with you at this point. It's like, what are we talking about? Like y'all just trying yeah, to make money. But what's crazy is they, if if that was the the goal of the first one because he wasn't all this shit started happening when that shit dropped. I don't know. Yeah, you gotta give the first one credit for that for sure. Yeah. So if that was the the objective was to like, okay, we want to bring awareness to what this nigga was doing, mission accomplished. It's done. <laughs> the nigga he he's finished. You yeah, don't ruin the man. Even even if somehow he slide out of jail and you know he he get back to freedom. The nigga is ruined. You know what I mean? Like niggas ain't gonna never look at him the same. And I'm saying this is even after he already had that image. Like you were saying, there was still people that kind of overlooked it. But it's like now, even the people that's like, all right, I'm gonna still jam his music. You still gotta look at him as yo, you a nasty ass nigga. Because we done yeah. seen the details of everything. So it's like the nigga's done. The second one is literally like, okay, how much money can we make? We made so much money off the first one. Let's first try it one, again. We gotta drop the sequel, baby. That's that's literally lifetime's chicken sandwich sweater. Yeah. That's what this second one is. <laughs> you like, right. It's just no, how right. much money can we get off of the craze? And I and, think and that's that's fucking sick. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, that's kind of nasty too. Like, I, I and, and we we can be wrong about this because when, if we see it and it's like new information, like. R. Kelly doing new stuff, but if y'all dramatizing shit, like we gonna know. So, yeah. but for right now, I kind of agree with you. It does I like that's for the bag because they realized, oh, it was the number one thing, one of the number one trending topics on Twitter this year, thanks to something that we made, and nobody else watched anything else on Lifetime that year. It's like we gotta find some some fresh to bring to the network. Gotcha. So, and what's crazy? Does does Lifetime have a streaming service? I don't know. I don't think so. I think all this shit go on Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I wonder how they stay relevant. Cable television. They was they was like low tier television even when before Netflix and shit. Like when you oh, watch yeah. a Lifetime movie, you just knew that shit was gonna be ass. They're but still low tier television. Was, you know what I mean? So I I don't know how they survived this long, especially with of, all the because old shit. people, old people, and then like they got us for this R. Kelly shit. That's why they're doing it again. Because they ain't never seen young people tweet about Lifetime in ever. 
because they make all these bullshit biopics and they make all these bullshit Lifetime movies. Nobody watches that shit but old people. And then when they found out that we was like, oh, social justice, they tried to put out other documentaries and that shit just didn't work. Yeah, they. That's all this is. Lifetime's trash ass network. Because that that shit is a bad look to me. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. You done already ruined the man. Like, that's as low as you could get. And I think it's a problem that we don't address how he got there, how he got to that point. Like, nobody says, like, okay, how did we let this happen? That's my thing. Was there, was there signs of him having some type of Big. The people, mental the, problem before They let him do it. it they just that. let him you go. Like, like, all the people around him just let him go and do it. I mean, and then, like, all the radio people would just still play his music and know and wouldn't say nothing. Like, I blame all the people who was around him because he made money. That's, yeah. that's all it was. The same like, same reason that it is now. Same reason they still making these shits is because it make money. Yeah, you know what I mean. Facts. And it's it's sad that but he at, was. At least the women are. To... I, I I hope the women are getting a bag for this. At least I hope that's the case. Yeah. Because if them but women from, telling their story and not getting a bag, was getting a bag before that, he was sending them all. He had all the money hidden in they shit. They had the bag. Well, nah, at, at least like his girlfriend. Yeah, because he some of the women wasn't getting no bag. He they was just getting sexed with, and that's it. Like yeah, I don't, it, it I don't know about you know just the randoms, but I know the ones that he had that was you know that was his little pieces. They had the bag. I remember piece. it was a it was a it was a big shit. Whenever he first got locked up, he was complaining how he didn't have no money to like make the bail, and he was broke and he was struggling financially and shit. And then they saw his two girlfriends like on Rodeo just buying mad bags and shit, spending <laughs> bad money. Good and I'm like, this. okay, nigga, y'all, y'all niggas know where his money at or where it went. <laughs> I don't know if he willingly gave it to him or they just, you know, Look was you. hiding it from him. But, you know, he definitely had the money and they got it. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is funny. But, yeah, that's, that's all we got this week, ladies and gents. But I forget every week. This week, I'm not forgetting because I wrote it down and I'm going to write it down every other for every week. Me and Doom want to highlight the underground unsigned artists of different regions. Not just Lafayette, but just artists that we find. Doom, who do you have you want to highlight this week? And if you got a song from an album, let us know what's a good unsigned artist that the people should be checking for. All right. So I did have one that I wanted to highlight. He from Opelousas, but I want to be prepared for when I highlight him. So I'm going to highlight him next week, but I got somebody, um, he not from Louisiana, but okay. definitely unsigned hype. His name is Odie. O-D-I-E. He an R&B nigga. One of the dopest people. And like, I didn't realize how much I liked him until my Spotify recap for the year. And his song was like my second top song of the year like really? i streamed his shit more than you know the big name artist but he got a song called north face that's my favorite song but his his whole album rock so definitely check him out he hard word odie i'ma check him out hell yeah because i'll be looking for new r&b funny enough i got an r&b artist as well i've played his songs at the end of the the pod, and I've been meaning to tell y'all when I do it, I'll probably play one of his songs at the end of this one. Or I'll do the Odie because I did this one before. But his name is Jay, but it's spelled 7 E. He's part of uh, Blizzy. If you remember our interview we did with Blizzy, he's a part of Loyalty Club Music. He's out of Minnesota, but Loyalty Club's out of New Orleans. He just dropped a project called Three's Company on October 27th, 
and he dropped a, a project called Times Gone By in 2019. But my favorite songs by this dude's gotta be either Burning Out, These Vibes, No Swerving. He makes great, great R&B music. Check him out, J7AE, and check out his project, Three's Company, uh, on streaming. Yeah, man. So we'll, we'll play some Odie this week, and we'll try to play the artist that we uh, suggest on the end of the pod as the closeout song. We'll pick either one from me, one from Doom, and we'll alternate each week. So this week it'll be Doom. I'll take an Odie joint, and you guys can check it out. But check out Odie, O-D-I-E, and check out J7AE. But Doom, tell the people where they can find you on social media, my brother. At Lil Doom, S-J-E, Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to follow Doom. But with that being said, let's get into the next segment of the podcast, Bros Who Ball. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for Bros Who Ball. Joining me, as always, is our lineup at this end of the season. We got my boy Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing well, Lyndon. How are you, man? Can't, can't complain. Solid on a Wednesday. I know you have some interesting thoughts because, like, some of the things you said last week about the Cowboys, LSU, like, a lot of your things you predicted last week came true. But we'll get well, to some of well, Oh, go ahead. I- My thing about things that I say on this podcast is going back to even my first ever guest appearance. When have I been wrong? It's been it's been very few times that you've been wrong. I gotta be (laughs) honest. Nostrashubmas, man. Got to keep it a bean. I will say I think some of the the takes that I make on this podcast are better than some of the takes I make in other places. Oh, you talking like bros who binge? Like just in general and anything, like even on like the radio too. <laughs> we gotta, you gotta get, the, you gotta bring this energy, bro. It's the energy that we bring to on this pod. Also joining us, Mister Julian Navar. Julian, how you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Ready to finish off the NFL season and see what happens. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about with, uh, because I know you were. A little upset about the Cowboys, but then you got happy that the Saints lost, and we got to talk about the Saints team in a little bit. But also joining us, Mr. Justin Batiste. Justin, how you doing, brother? I'm doing awesome, man. That's good. I'm glad you're doing awesome. How you team doing real quick? Give us a little update. Y'all winning? Oh, yeah, definitely, man. We uh, we actually played tonight. Uh, we, won t- we won by 10. Ooh, that's what yeah, yeah, close game, but yeah, we actually have been winning some games. You know, it's a work in progress. Uh, Don't say no names, but I want to know what type of hoopers y'all got. Like, what, what's y'all best player skill set like? He's a driver. He's oh, a okay. Driver, uh, guard, uh, get to the basket first, defense. Yeah, he's more. He's just very. He's he's his jump shot's not all the way there, but he can make a shot. Okay, now do y'all have? In the situation that, because he sounds like he's a playmaker driver, but he can lock he's a up. Playmaker. Yeah. yeah defense, do, do y'all have? Plays. You have someone that can get their own shot though. That's the thing. Like can make a jump shot. I think he's that guy. Oh, okay, okay. You Everyone think he else can get is it? More like, as far as like create their own shot, I think he's our best player. But we have a lot of guys who can create their own shot, but more like catch the ball and go rather than you know clear out. You know, okay. basketball. He, he's probably our best player at that, but everyone else is throwing the ball too. Got you, man. Look, if I'm ever out in Florida, I'm gonna come check you. <laughs> no, I, I got check you. Just me out. You, you know, know the you, you. you know the vibes. But oh, uh, yeah. Justin, we, we will know. we will bring you on in a little bit because we got to talk NFL first. NFL and college. Real quick, college, Shuby. 
What do you think of the uh, bowl games? Give me, give me your breakdown. And Julian, you can jump in after Schubert. Just give me y'all's take on uh, how the matchups are set. Who's gonna? Well, we know Joe Burrow's gonna win Heisman, so we don't even have to talk about that. But uh, give me the uh, what your predictions are of the matchups, and give me some of your favorite bowl games. Uh, well, I know for sure I'm gonna go to the New Orleans Bowl, which is UAB and Appalachian State. But Appalachian State's gonna blow them out of the water. Um. <laughs> Other bowl games. Well, I really think that the two Florida bowl games for the SEC are interesting. It's Alabama and Auburn. Auburn and Minnesota, which I think is a really solid game. And then Alabama and Michigan, which I think has all the... I think it has the the markings of like a a game that Alabama players might come out and play. That's what I was about to to ask you, because last week you was talking that stuff that... Bama wouldn't show up for a bowl game, but I think they'd show up for like, against a Michigan big, team. Big, big bowl game matchup, big blue blood school. Um, I think maybe they don't like hearing all like on campus that they're the worst saving out team, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. I mean, you know, I think that they might come out with something to prove, especially because Michigan definitely will. Yeah, and Minnesota so. in the Outback Bowl. So we got the. The Citrus Bowl so like with, with Michigan, Alabama, Outback Bowl, Minnesota, Auburn. Do you like the Rose Bowl this year? Or is the Rose Bowl just too hyped? I up? mean, Pac-12 has not been good in years. Well, remind me again. That's Oregon and Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty great game. I think it's the best out of those New Year's Six bowls. I don't really like a lot of those matchups. I guess Georgia and Baylor would be the next best one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really want to watch. Actually, a really Georgia good game. Bowl. You like the Rose Bowl, Julian? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, Oregon's never seen a power run team like Wisconsin. They'll run straight through them, Wisconsin, I believe. Like, they'll, like, literally run through them. They, they've never played a power run team like that before, so. And I got to give you credit, because last week when we were talking about Utah, you were like, you, you guys can't just write off Oregon like that, and Oregon whooped their ass. I watched that game. Oh, yeah, it, it wasn't even funny. They, they just went through them. I mean, Oregon has a very potent offense. They have a quarterback who, who I mean, he could be a number one pick. Don't be surprised, you know. Um, yeah. Their quarterback's very good. And supposedly they have, like, three offensive linemen that's going to the NFL, which is a big thing for Oregon. Because Oregon, the only position that they put in the NFL is kind of skilled players, and that's not really either. It's not really an NFL school. It's a straight-up college school. So say they have a quarterback and some linemen going in, into the NFL, it's a really good Oregon team. Yeah, it is because in and it goes like that with basketball too. When Oregon sends a guy, nine times out of ten, he's a he's a solid guy, but they don't send many guys. You know what I mean? No. They don't send stars. They send like solid role players almost. But word, let's pick. I want to get picks for these bowl games. Shuber, give me a pick for the Citrus Bowl, Michigan versus Bama. Who you got winning? Oh, uh, Alabama. Uh, Julian, you got Bama as well. Yeah, I got Bama. It depends if if if. If a few of the seniors play that's going to the NFL, then for sure I got Bama. If not, I still got Bama. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get the Outback Bowl, Minnesota versus Auburn. Who you who you guys got winning? Uh, Minnesota. Ooh, solid, Ooh. solid. Yeah, I got Minnesota as well. Just Ooh. I think it'd be one of those upsets. I don't think Auburn would be too in tune with it or anything like that probably take Minnesota yeah. lightly and I'm worried if those two defensive tackles which is basically Auburn's team decide to like sit out and go to the NFL because 
Yeah, the other thing is with Auburn, um, they're going to have to go back to their head coach, Malzahn, running the plays because their offensive coordinator left. Ooh. So so they're working on on a new offensive coordinator. So I don't know. It's just one of those games that I think that Minnesota – I just am a huge P.J. Fleck fan. Yeah, ever since that documentary came out about him. Um, I mean, even before that. I mean, Ooh, since okay. he's been at Western Michigan, I mean, he was he. Remember, I don't know if you remember that, but the Western Michigan team that went twelve and zero. Did they have the doc about him, or am I thinking uh, of Minnesota's doc? I don't know about. I don't know which documentary, but uh, PJ Fleck was you know big and well known after he took uh, Western Michigan to twelve and zero and like to New Year six or something like that, or close to New Year six, and then he now he's at Minnesota. And I mean, I think that he's either going to bring Minnesota to some kind of Big Ten prominence or he's going to find himself at a bigger job pretty soon. Yeah, true. All right, Oregon, Wisconsin, who y'all got winning the game? Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Julian, he got. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. All right, yeah. and finally, the All State Sugar Bowl, Georgia versus Baylor. Julian, if you got yours, you can go first. It's whoever has it. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Um, no, I don't know, uh, man. That's a toss up. That's, that's a coach is a hell of a coach for Baylor. Yeah, He'll find himself I, somewhere else soon or in the NFL. Yeah, I want to um, go with Baylor. I'll, okay. I'll go with Baylor. I don't think All Georgia right. will lose two big bowl games in a row like that because they lost to Texas the year before. So, But then again, Georgia has so many injuries. I'm going to go with Baylor. Yeah. I, look, I'm going Baylor, Oregon. Minnesota and Bama. So I, I differ with y'all with Wisconsin because I, I like what I saw from Oregon in that game against Utah. Speaking of Utah and Texas, they play in the Alamo Bowl. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Utah wins that game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Texas does. Let's talk real quick. How do you guys, Schubert, you can start us off. How do you feel about the college uh, football playoff matchups with LSU taking the number one spot, like we said last week? Because if they, like they did, they beat a Georgia team handily. There's no reason why LSU shouldn't be number one if they're going by their rules with strength of schedule. So how do you feel about the matchups LSU versus Oklahoma and Ohio State versus Clemson? You don't have to give winners. Just talk about each matchup because as we get closer, we'll pick a winner. Yeah, I don't, I'm pretty certain that LSU would win their their side of it. But like that other game, I'm not ready to call that game. You know, like yeah. Ohio State Clemson, like that's that's a matchup right there. Like it could really go either way. But is it I weird think, that I'm I'm siding with Clemson on this one? Like I'm feeling no. like I'm feeling Clemson because I feel like this this is the first real test that this team is gonna face. Sure, like, uh, and with Clemson though, they haven't really played the competition. Of course, that's all that we've been saying. Yeah, but they they're still the champs. Yeah, and they were and they came out and they fire. beat Alabama last year. Yeah, oh, I don't even you know. pay attention to that. I mean, people like people like, yeah, they came out and they whooped Alabama. Clemson lost key players on the defensive line to the NFL. They had a full, they had a like three people went to the NFL or something like that from Clemson's defensive line, and that makes a big difference. I mean, the game is won in the trenches. If you, if you lose, I mean, look at Auburn's two D linemen. If it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have. You know, they would have lost more games than that. I mean, defensive line and pass rushes make you know make it hell on the opposing team's quarterback. So, well, I don't I know. I'm this. pretty sure. Look, when it comes to defense, you ask me who I think has a better defense, Ohio State or Clemson. I'm 1,000% go with Ohio State. 
If you ask me who was a better quarterback, of course, Clemson. But, I mean, better offense in general. I don't, I don't know, man, because Ohio State can run the ball better than Clemson. The way Ohio State can run the ball. To, but Travis Etienne is not a bad running back from yeah. Louisiana. My, my thing is that- but he's slicing through nothing. He hadn't okay. seen a defense yet. That's what. That's my thing. I think he could do well still. They just hadn't seen a defense. And I think the way – I mean, Ohio State can run power. So if Ohio State can hold the ball longer, whoever wins time of possession is going to win the game. If Ohio State can hold the ball longer, which I think they can, run power, run over the middle, you know, do a little few things like that because that will really tire out a defense, I think Ohio State can win. But it will be see, a that, close that, game no matter that's what. That's my thing with Clemson's defense. If they run the, – if they get the running game going, they might get in trouble because on the secondary, they returned a lot of people in that secondary as well as on the defensive line, Xavier Thomas, Justin Foster, K.J. Henry. So it, it's going to be about them getting that running game going because I don't know if they'll pass as well on Clemson as people are thinking. I don't think Justin Fields is going to have a field no. day, so to speak. No, he won't. Schubert, what, Schubert, what you thinking? Uh, with Ohio State Clemson, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, my with Clemson, I just, they're hard to read because we just haven't seen them do anything against anybody. And the only game that I can compare them to is Texas A&M, who I think is terrible, and they've kept – Texas A&M was in the game. So that is true. It's it's just really hard to read with them because you, they are the champs. You can't you you can't forget that. And you know if 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 they if they're on offense based on the weapons that they have, NFL talent wise, I mean, you know Higgins should be an NFL talent. Facts. And should be an, an NFL talent. In sunshine, you know, baby. So I mean, <laughs> if. If their weapons are clicking, they should do well. Of course, Ohio State does have the better, the better defense, probably the best defense out of the four. I'd say they so. have the best defense. Clemson has the best coach. LSU has the best quarterback. In Oklahoma, they're the mm-hmm. odd team guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. LSU doesn't have the best quarterback. At, at this Trevor, time, at this Trevor at this Lawrence. moment, Joe, the way Joe Burr look, talent-wise, Trevor Lawrence will be – a better talent, in my opinion. But at, at this point in time, in college football, no one is playing better football than Joe Burrow at the quarterback position. Okay, I'll give you that. But, I mean... This season? Well, I'll tell you this. LSU plays Oklahoma, and everyone's laughing. Like, it's, like it's not a big deal. And oh, LSU's yeah, going to run through them. Do I think LSU is going to win? Absolutely. Do I think it's going to be a walk in the park like the people around here? Or your casual LSU fan, which there's too many of them, are thinking? Absolutely nope. not. Uh, where do you think LSU got the idea from an offense like that? For, the Big 12 has been running offenses like that for a long time. And as far as LSU's defense, I don't even want to count. L- Georgia never had an offense this year. They were relying on their defense the whole year. As far as LSU got exposed. Like, he, it's well, not he has a bunch of players hurt, and he's not that good. But on top of that uh, – LSU's defense is a bunch of names that, I mean, Derek Simley, you know, the cornerback, he's very good. But other than that, the LSU defense is nothing but names right now. So See, uh, let me say this about LSU defense. Let me give them a, and that, that's my problem. If the secondary can hold up, because I love the matchup with Stingley and CeeDee Lamb. Let's see talent on talent. Fulton guarding the other homie, and then you have you put uh my boy Grant Delpit over the top to kind of shade CD Lamb. If the secondary can hold up, I like the chances because LSU probably has the best secondary among the 
four teams. But the no, question is, no. You know what? You talking about Stingley and Fulton and and See, and, uh, that's what that's what I'm talking about. See, you, 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 names. That, their names. Yeah, man. You, you, you've uh, you've you've been um you've been hypnotized. You've been hypnotized <laughs> by your typical. L- Look, I'm an LSU fan, but when it comes to like breaking down sports, dude, I'm really rational. And LSU's defense, what I've seen this year, are nothing but big names. Uh, but that's I'm, it. I'm They're just saying, names. I'm not saying anything because I, I agree with you. No pass rush. The linebackers are, are not as good. But you cannot take away the fact that Christian Fulton and Stingley are two of the best corners in the, in the, in the country. Why don't you go ask some Alabama wide receivers how they did on them with a, with a hamper two. Like, they ran chop on them. They basically got a taste of their own medicine, LSU. That's why it was a shootout. Because Alabama didn't even run the ball that much on LSU because the score was getting too wild. They had to pass, and they had it. I mean, it was 46-41. So I don't want to hear about, you know, LSU's defensive backs. Bunch of names. That's, that's all I got to say about it. Like, I'll be yeah. disappointed in Grand Delphi this year, to be honest. Oh no, I, I'm okay. I, was I will say that Eric Reed. <laughs> the injuries to Delpit this year, Delpit has not played as good, but to say that Alabama didn't rush, Najee Harris had 19 carries for 146 yards. He ate shop on him. Now Devontae Smith in the slot. This wasn't necessarily a lot of on oh my guy Stingley. Derek Devontae Smith ate on him. I'll give you that. That that's more so uh what's that's Flot and freaking the other uh, dude in the whoever guards the slot before Flot, because Flot took his spot. But Judy had a kind of pedestrian game. One touch, 71 yards. That's One a pedestrian game for Judy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want him to get 100-plus now. I think, I think that's solid. Schubert, what were you about to say? I didn't, not to cut you off. No, I mean, you just made a really bold statement because Ohio State has the best secondary in the country. Okay, okay. I mean, All right. I feel like it's, it's been pretty known. And, um, you know, I, I've totally agree agree with Julian here. I mean, I I think that Delpit really hasn't been up to what he's played in the past, especially in the coverage game. I think that his I best agree. game right now is, you know, being run that support. linebacker. Yeah, being that so, come down safety. So, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, really trust him in the in the coverage game. And, I, and I, I'm wondering why everyone's kind of praising Christian Fulton all of a sudden. <laughs> because Yeah, like, he got burned I, in know, the Auburn game, I think. Yeah, I mean, he got he gets burnt. He's been getting burned for the past two years. Like, I don't know. I mean, all of a sudden, he's you know the biggest uh, fall guy last year, and now he's you know some kind he of picked up his, he picked up his game. Give that boy his credit. But all right, so we feel, we'll talk more about these games as we get closer. I agree with Julian though, in the sense of LSU should sh- can't think this is going to be a walk in the park. Oklahoma has a solid offense. We're seeing Schubert's boy Jalen Hurts. He's I know he's trying to get some some. It's it's going to be in him because like he could beat the team that Bama couldn't beat. What a way to cap off your transfer season. And then if oh, you win the, the title, it's it's a big like Jalen Hurts is going to be playing for something. So LSU's defense has to show up. But the interesting game is Ohio State and Clemson, and we're not going to pick those games today. We'll pick them as we get close. Let's jump to the NFL. Do y'all want to start off with Saints or are we starting off with Cowboys? Let's... I mean, we could. We, you don't have to. There's other teams you could talk about. I'll tell you this with the Cowboys. Like I said, it's a win-win. Jason Garrett's getting fired, and there's rumors of oh Urban Meyer. That's all I gotta say. Schubert, every week it's a win-win because his coach is. It could be fired. a win-win. No, that's. I've been waiting for that. But go ahead. You can talk about the Saints first. No, we'll, we'll, My, we'll talk Cowboys. We'll finish up Cowboys real quick. What, what do we need to talk about with the Cowboys? Yeah, for real. I mean, the NFC East I was is, embarrassing. Is a dumpster fire. Oh, that was an embarrassing loss to the uh, Cowboys. I mean, everyone played equally terrible. 
Yep. You know, well, the, the first drive, the first drive was 17 plays. It was scripted. It, it went great. And then after that, everything just went to shit. I really can't understand what's wrong with this team. You can't put your finger on it other than bad, bad play calling and bad scheming. And, uh, I mean, it's not, I don't even think it's just the head coach. I mean, the defensive coordinator's not doing much. I mean, yeah, you got to bring Christian Shard as well. That, all, this is I what mean, I want accountability. They're all, I mean, the players too, but. You know, yeah, it's some bad game. It's really some bad game planning. I mean, Mitchell Trubisky had a field day. No and other team let him do that. He, and, he, and Mitchell Trubisky's not good. If you don't let Mitchell Trubisky run, then you're good to go. They let him run, so I, I like I don't get it. Like, where's the Marcus Lawrence been? That's my no, like no Marcus, sacks, nothing. Marcus, yeah, D is gone, bro. Like yes, y'all paid him a hundred mil. <laughs> And is he not doing shit? I'm. I, this is all I wanted, Julian. Just some accountability. But we can jump to the Saints because, boy, was yeah. that game. Well, the thing, the thing to remember with the Cowboys, real quick, is that they're gonna play the Seahawks in the in the first round of the playoffs. Like, so I mean, that's regardless of how their season go- goes. I don't think they were gonna beat the Seahawks in the first round of the playoffs. But anything goes. Um, t- when it's the playoffs, like then then the Giants win like that. <laughs> A uh, Super Bowl, have a terrible season, and come alive in the playoffs. It happens. It does. Oh, I, I don't think if the season was that terrible. I mean, especially if they go in with a losing record. They went with nine and seven, I think. That's not uh, losing record. No. Well, what, eight, they got one right nine. now. Hell, didn't the Seahawks go seven and nine, and Marshawn Lynch had his field day on the Saints with that big run? <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't, I don't no, know if there was seven no, and nine. that's what happened. No, the Seahawks made it to the playoffs seven and nine. This was the year after the Saints won the Super Bowl. They went to the playoffs seven and nine. That's how bad the division was, and uh, the Saints went over there for the opening, and then they beat the Saints right off the no, Super Bowl I, win. I know, I know they beat them. Oh yeah, they did. They did finish seven and nine. I'll, I'll give you that because um, I looked it up. They won the wild card playoff against the Saints. You're right, and they lost to the Bears. No, you're right. Okay, yeah, he did run all over them. But let's talk about this Saints uh, 49ers game. Look, I told y'all two weeks ago. The injuries will catch up to us. We played a hell of a game. Defense just isn't what it was at the beginning of the season because I think if everybody was healthy on that defense, San Fran wasn't putting up 48 points. I I, I just believe that. I believe that in my soul. And Breeze did his thing. He got us 46 points. It's not the offense's fault. It is the defense. I will say Sean had some questionable play calls on, like, third and 10 when he let t- try to go with t- Taysom Hill trying to get the – uh. First down with a pat. Like, why not keep it with Drew? Drew's on fire. I, I don't get that. Also, Kamara with the fumble. Kamara might not be fully healthy, in my opinion, because he's not looking the same. Kind of looking like we're missing Mark Ingram because Latavius Murray didn't get us anything but seven carries and 69 yards. Schubert, what do you think of the Saints of uh, San Francisco 49ers game? Uh, I mean, I disagree about Latavius Murray. I think he's a pretty good player. Uh, okay. I mean, if that, I think a lot of the carries that I've seen him – I mean, maybe it was early on because, I mean, I wasn't really watching Saints all the way through because the, you know, Buffalo Baltimore mm-hmm. game was pretty great. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a really great game. The Saints and the 49ers at the end of the game, it was um, Marcus Williams didn't want to get embarrassed and he ended up embarrassing himself even worse. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was the writing on the wall. I've, I think the Saints were too they, – they just weren't – their defense is – you got to have too many holes, man. Too many It's too injuries. many injuries on that defense. It is. It like, really they're is. just not the same team that they were a few weeks back. Like, it's just 
I don't think that they deserve to be the one number one overall. They can still get their home field. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, 49ers I are the best team I, in the NF- NFC, man. They really are. Yeah, they're the best team in the NFC, but I think you can go to San Francisco. If going to San Francisco is not as bad as like, going to Lambeau. True. So, well, and, like, I, and look, I, not, I not a big deal this. at the end. I, I don't think the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl at this point, but I do think the Saints can make it to the Super Bowl and beat the 49ers in that rematch. Well, I mean, if we're talking about the Cowboys with the possibility of going to the Super Bowl, then, yeah, the Saints definitely can possibly <laughs> <laughs> No, but I, I think the Saints will lose to, to, the, to the team coming out of the AFC. I just wanted to say to Saints fans, these injuries are catching up to us. That's the main thing. Jimmy G looked good. Shout out to Jimmy G, my boy. Four touchdowns, 349 yards. 49ers look good, but uh, Julian and uh, you and Schubert watched talking about the Bills. This is my team. I, I, look, I think the Ravens are making it to the Super Bowl, man. This is just their year. Julian, what did you see from that Bills-Ravens game? Uh, honestly, that game was really defensive. It's kind of, I don't know. I, it wasn't that exciting of a game. I mean, Lamar, he got sacked a few times. I think he had a, a fumble. But it, it was an all right game. To be honest, like, I was watching it because, like, okay, I don't mind watching the Saints, but we watch them every Sunday. And as a football fan, I like to You want to watch another around. game? So, and Lamar was on. So, I mean, it was a pretty good game, but it wasn't nearly as exciting as the Saints game. I, I, I wouldn't mind talking about the Saints game. I mean, I thought the Saints played excellent on offense. I don't think Drew Brees can have another good game like that this year. I mean, he played lights out. I think he played lights out. He did. He threw for five touchdowns, so you know he's all about his stats. And you know that really looked good for his stats. But, I mean, even though they got the L, he got his stats. Other than that, though, um, the Saints' defense, you can tell the injuries are piling up, but they played absolutely terrible. I mean, they got ran. And, look, San Francisco doesn't even throw the ball that much, and they got beat on big plays. So yep. what, that goes to tell, what that goes to show you is their secondary is not to be trusted, like I already knew. It can't uh, hold up without the pat. Like we have no pass rush. Like Cameron Jordan's doing it by himself. Well, no, no. I, I'm just no. saying with no Davenport. Yeah. What? Well, no, the pass rush. It's. I mean, San Francisco has a really good offensive line, and Jimmy G. I think he, he he's a type to stand. He could stand in the pocket. So they got beat on big plays. That has nothing to do with the pass rush, in my opinion, because those big plays, the ball was out of his hand pretty quick. That's the secondary. I'm talking. They were throwing Eli Apple. And Marshawn Lattimore, like nobody's business. All like the first three touchdowns they got were off, off of big plays. After that, they ran the. After that, once the defense, you know, as the game goes on, got a little bit tired, they ran it up the middle, and they they ran the ball very well in the Saints. But as far as injuries, the 49ers had injuries too. Richard Sherman got injured. He was injured like twice during that game, but he, now he's out with hamstring injury. Uh, they were missing a key defensive lineman. Uh, I think DeForest Buckner. Or D Ford, it was someone that they were missing. Two people. D Ford. We talking was, two people compared to the Saints not having Sheldon Rankins, Marcus Davenport. Uh, let me continue because it's a it's a bunch. We let me, no, let me pull up the aisle. No, no, for sure. But what I'm saying, but they they were missing people too. Oh, so okay, okay. The fact that the score was that high it was kind of surprising. But they were missing people too, and the strength of San Francisco is really is their uh, their defensive line, Bad. but. You know, it was a good game overall. What people aren't talking about, they're they're worried about, you know, they thought it was pass interference on that fourth down where uh, it was a punt where Sean Payton did the punt fake. 
what the hell are you calling a punt fake on that team for like that with the score that being team, that high? I, I like, would say that no was Sean's most that. that was Sean's most questionable game because that that play you talking about, the play I talked about with Taysom Hill throwing the ball on third and ten, questionable calls that cost them the game. Now the refs did m- miss the call because it was holding, but we'll talk about the refs doing more egregious stuff in Patriots Chiefs well, than in well, the Saints 49. Well, real quick on that holding. I mean, honestly, I don't even blame him for not calling him because you're thinking like pass interference, all like you don't see punts on four. I meant like a play like that on a punt, you know, like a fake like that is usually something else. Like if they wanted to run a fake, why didn't Taysom just run it? He runs like a four four. He would have got the first down, I believe. But I mean, I, we could talk about that later. But I think overall, people people are worried about the refs. No, that was that was a terrible call. <laughs> oh no, I'm with you. Terrible play call. But the refs have been the worst they've been in a long, oh, long. Yeah. Time Schubert, but Schubert, you were into the Bills Ravens game. Tell me what you saw from that game. The only thing I was really into with that game because you knew the Ravens would win, but you know, the Bills mounted a comeback, and I was all about watching Josh Allen in, in that yeah, moment man. and seeing what he could do. Uh, I think that he is a serviceable quarterback that going yep. forward for the Bills, I don't know, it's I think the jury's still out on what out on whether he could break out and be. Uh, a star better 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 than what he is like you know a franchise quarterback as people like to like to call that like a guy that you could depend on year out year in year out but as of right now i think he's a guy that the bills can build on um and they're playing really well with him uh, but this really is all about their defense i think if you get the right offensive system for a guy like josh allen akin to a ryan Tannehill. It can work, man, because Josh has a cannon. Josh just might not have the accuracy, but he can run. He can stay in the pocket. I like what Buffalo's doing, and he, Buffalo's going to make the playoffs. They will. Time. He, Everyone's trying to rush it. It takes time. Like he's he, in the second year. He does a really that good job true. of of staying on his feet. Like uh, the, his escapability he Roth- in the he has that in the pocket. Quality. Yeah, I would say kind of a Roethlisberger quality. I mean, he's like a brick wall back there. It seems like sometimes. Can't get him down. He he is more thick than he's what Carson Wentz thought he was, and like before that ACL injury, like. But he's more thick than Carson Wentz. It's more akin to Ben Roethlisberger. I like this Bills team, man, and I and I really think they're gonna make the playoffs. And I think they will beat the Patriots next time they play. Speaking of the Patriots, let's talk about it. Julian, all the black quarterbacks have beat Tom Brady this year, bro. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Pat Pat Mahomes had a, a pedestrian game. He went twenty six of forty two eighty three. One touchdown, one interception. Um, but Patriots the, did pretty pretty well. Patriots D did well, but it's Tom Brady, man. Oh, Look, I know no, y'all. Don't I, even, I, don't I know even. y'all uh-uh. the wide receivers last week, but my goodness, can we agree that Tom is not the Tom of old? Nineteen for thirty six, one sixty nine, one touchdown, one interception. You can't get it. He couldn't That's even enough. throw. I heard enough. He couldn't throw you. it over the ten line to Edelman on a drag. You. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" Look, 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 look. Okay, Tom Brady is forty-two. I know he's not the Tom Brady of old. He's like eighty percent of what he used to be. Seven. But eighty. No. Se- Seventy. No, but eighty percent. Yeah, better than Drew Brees. Eighty percent of Tom Brady is still better. It's still a top ten quarterback in this league. Okay, I don't want to hear it. Okay, I'm coming to defend Tom. He has the worst receiving core. He has the worst. Him, he and the Eagles have the worst receiving core in the NFL, and it's a toss-up to see who's worse. I mean, if it wasn't for Julian Edelman, you you know what I mean? They don't have a tight end. I mean, they have the most drops. 
in the NFL, his receiving core. I that's more than the Cowboys, and the Cowboys got a lot of drops. So that tells you something. I mean, I don't understand how they're dropping all these balls and hitting them all in the hands. They just have a terrible receiving core. Their line isn't that good, and they don't have a run game. What do you want him to do? He can't. He's not Superman. He can't do what he used to do. Like, I mean, look. You know, they always said about Tom Brady, he was able to elevate. You know, and he's not average talent. He's not elevating right now. Yeah, he was always able to elevate average talent. This isn't average talent. This is practice squad players, okay? <laughs> you can't elevate that. You, so uh, if I guarantee you, if, if he had another weapon, if, if AB was able to stay over there or something like that, you know, God forbid, you know, if AB a, was able to stay over there, it'd be a whole other team. And besides, they're 10-3. and three. I don't understand. They're 10-3. and three, You know what I mean? Been, their wins have been I, – I, look, I get it. They are ten and three, but their wins have been against subpar teams. Let's it's like Clemson. Yeah, it's 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 really bad. They okay, so they beat the Steelers, they beat the Dolphins, they beat the Jets. The Bills is the one good win I'll give them. They beat the Redskins, they beat the Giants, they beat the Jets again, they beat the Browns, they lose to the Ravens, they beat the Eagles, they beat the Cowboys, they lose to the Texans, they lose to the Chiefs. They every time they play a quality team. They lose, and I don't. And I think this next Bills matchup, they will lose that matchup, and because I think that was before the Bills figured out who they were. This Patriots team, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but they are not making it to the Super Bowl at yeah. all. Well, you go ahead and bet against Bill Belichick oh, and Tom Brady in the playoffs. Bill did. Bill did his thing. Bill Bill's defense showed out and held Patrick, like Schubert said, but when we started this, they held Patrick Mahomes to a pedestrian game. It's the offense. Like, when they have to do trick plays, like, four out of th- four times during a game six, when have you seen the Patriots do that? That's because the offense cannot move the ball. Yeah, I mean, with the, with the Patriots, I have to agree with Julian. Like, I just can't blame it all on Tom Brady. Uh, but the, you got to acknowledge that the Chiefs, who are one of the worst defenses in the NFL, were getting to the quarterback. Yep. And so I think that that's really says a lot about the, the Patriots offensive line and where that is. So, I mean, imagine it, it's almost like uh, the my team, the New York Giants. Imagine being a team that has no offensive line and, you know, no, no receivers at this point, like at, at you know, right now speaking. But even then, even the Giants have two receivers that are better than any of the, the Patriots receivers minus Edelman. Yeah, y'all gonna keep blaming these receivers, and I'm gonna keep coming in here and blaming Tom. We'll keep doing this until one of one of them gives, because I'm not just gonna keep blaming these receivers week in and week out when my guy can't throw it to a wide open Julian Element on a drag route ten yards out, and I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on? Donk off his helmet, my G. You you hit his helmet, not his hands. <laughs> okay. I mean, and and then again, look, they should have beat the Chiefs. Due to some bad calls. Yeah, that now that now we can we can talk about the refs. Julian, continue your point. My bad, because like you, uh, that, the I refs mean, those were bad. Were, those were horrible calls. Like I'm talking about cheated plays. Like they took a touchdown away. I mean they they took a fumble away that I think Tyreek Hill would have caught him, but like 20 yards later, you know, it's all about field position. If you get Tom Brady in the red zone, you know, there's a better chance. You get anybody in the red zone, there's a better chance they would score a touchdown. But they got cheated out of a touchdown. I mean, I don't like it. They talk about, you know, the the, the scoring plays are reviewable. Okay, y'all took away the score from him. We'll go look at it. I mean, he did cross the plane on the goal line, even though y'all took it away. 
You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, go look at it. But Bill Belichick ran out of, you know, challenges. But, you it know, just it's su- just it an sucks, unfortunate it, situation. It sucks that every week we have to have a conversation about this, whether it's Saints, Patriots, who else got Texans, uh, Rams, Seahawks. Like, every week we're mentioning Al Riveron in the freaking referee committee. I should not know Al Riveron's name, but I fucking do. Because the, every week it happens, and it's just it's getting ridiculous to say that the league tried to fix this. They're going to have to address – at, at the end of the league, they're going to have to address the refereeing. And I don't know how you fix this problem, but it's just really, really bad. It is. It, it's the worst I've seen in a long time. Yeah. But, I'm, what can you do? Yeah, you I'm, exactly. What can you – Schubert, I thought your guy would have pulled it off against the Eagles, man. Eli's last game, he can't, I, I'll give him this. 15 for 30, 203 yards, two touchdowns. He came to do a little something-something. He, he tried. Had, he, had a nice, he had a nice first half. The thing is, is when it came, you, you can't say that he didn't have his opportunities. Like, he got to the end of the game. I'm pretty sure he had probably two opportunities to win the game, and he didn't do it. I mean, Like, y'all were him. winning in the second quarter, 17-3. to three. The the one thing I wanted to, I wish I had gone back and seen, there was one play, it was like a third down in like three or something like that, and he makes like a bad play, bad throw to the outside or something like that. And like, I'm pretty sure they panned like to the, the Manning family press box, and like his mom is like, they should have ran it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. Well, uh, quick question: Is Eli a Hall of Famer? No, uh, I've, I think he really hurt his case by playing and losing that game. Oh damn! Yeah, I don't, I, look, he's two MVPs, two Finals MVPs, uh, two Super Bowls. Super people who win Super Bowls and, and Super Bowl MVP usually make it. I just don't know if the stats justify it. I, I, I think based on name and the Super Bowls, he'll, I think he he'll gets get in, in. But I don't think he um, should. I mean, Chris, it's, look, Chris Sims has better stats. I mean, not Chris Sims. Uh, Phil Sims, Chris Sims' father, has way better stats than Eli, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah. people are like, oh, he won two Super Bowls and beat Tom Brady. Stop. The defense. That was the Let, best look. defensive line I've ever seen and, and that I've seen in football, like, you know, that I've a- actively watched. If I can name all four of those linemen right now, which I can, that means something, you know. Yeah, no, th- that was a great defensive line, but let me say this. He has his Super Bowl moments, both throws, the Manningham throw and the David Tyree throw and the throw to Plaxico Burris. He has those moments, and he has the hardware to prove it. I agree with you, Julian. I don't think he should be in it. But I do agree with Schubert between his name being Manning and him getting the hardware. I think he does get in. Oh, yeah. Third ballot, though. I wouldn't surprise if he got in. But, I mean, he is below 500. <laughs> yeah, now, officially. Yeah, that is true. All right, let's get into the games of the week people should watch. Uh, do you guys want me to go first if you guys aren't ready? Yeah. I, all, right, go. I'll go, all right, I'll go first. Um, Man, not many... Great games this week as I'm as I'm looking down the thing. All right, I, I got one. I'll go Colts Saints. I need to see the Saints rebound on Monday Night Football. Colts are six and seven with still aspirations to make the wild card. Should be a good game. We want to see the Saints rebound. I'm going Saints winning that game against the Colts in the dome on Monday Night Football. Uh, Julian, you got your game, bro. Yeah, uh, Green Bay plays Chicago, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be a good game because now Mitch Trubisky's feeling himself off of that pathetic win <laughs> off the Cowboys, and 
they're probably going to try a few new things with them, but I think the Packers are going to be able to stop them. Um, yeah. yeah, it's going to be a close game, though. Okay, cool. Very close game. There's another good game that I'm just seeing. I hope Schubert says it. Well, the game that I'm focusing on, and it has to do with Linden as well, yes. is um, Houston, Texas. Tennessee. I, I, yes! Eight, eight and five. This is this is Yo, one of two. Is scaring me, bro. Tannehill this, is scaring me. This is one of two matchups that Houston and Tennessee have. Tennessee has a chance not only to make it to the playoffs, but to win <laughs> the division. Yo. Also, Buffalo playing Pittsburgh is a game that we didn't mention. That also has big Linden implications because Pittsburgh has to keep winning to be able to keep a wild card team out. Yes, yo, Kenny Mills. Tennessee is not making the fucking playoffs, my dude. They're not doing it, and you gonna pay me my money, my G. <laughs> you better, you better uh, hope Deshaun Watson yo, has a better Deshaun, game this week. Yo, Deshaun and D Hop, I need y'all to ball because I'm not trying to pay Kenny Mills a hundred dollars. Because yo, Julian, when he, you know who Kenny Mills is. When he uh-huh. said that at the be- at, in the summer. After I interviewed him, he was like, yo, I bet anybody on Twitter 100 bucks the Titans make the playoffs. And this was before Tannehill. He was thinking Mariota was going to do good. And I was like, bro, Marcus Mariota's some ass. I'll take that bet. And look at this shit that's happening right now with Tennessee. It's a damn – this is craziness. Hey, Derrick Henry, they need to pay him. They need to pay my guys money. Yeah, Ch- Derrick Henry. And I, look, I'm going to say this. Tannehill is, is a serviceable guy. I don't know if he's franchised yet, but in that system – it's kind of like Lamar, and not to the extent where I think Lamar would do well in, in, in a lot of different teams, but Lamar in the Baltimore system utilizes his attributes the best. I think Tannehill in this Tennessee system utilizes his attributes the best, and it's really working. And, yeah, I, oh, man, Texans got to I don't know, it. man. I didn't think that he was that bad in Miami. Like, I didn't think that he was that bad. No, me neither. me neither, and that's so, what I'm saying. Like, I think he can be a streaky, they guy. said. They say he's streaky. Yeah. And this is one of those streaks. Mm-hmm. It depends on if it's going to end here or if it continues to the playoffs. True, true, true. So, but all right, that's but, all. But I mean, like, if if they beat the Texans, Saints fans should be worried. <laughs> Why? Because the they Saints got to go to Nashville. Yeah, and true. They'll they'll lose that game. Saints are still fighting for for uh for first round bye. The Packers yeah, we are. are, are I don't think we're going. I don't think we're gonna lose to Tennessee, but uh, look, Schubert, let's get off this shit because we gotta wish Tim. We're not trying to give Tennessee all this good look, good luck mojo. Let's bring in my guy Justin Baptiste real quick. We have some discussions when it comes to the NBA. Uh, our main discussion topic for today is that I'm super excited to talk about is which NBA player under the age of 28 would you build your franchise around? But before we get to that, I want to talk about two teams real quick and how good they're doing, but they're both in the Eastern Conference. No need to talk about the West because nothing's surprising me in the West, but in the East, the Miami Heat are 18-6. and six. In the Miami Heat, we thought before the season with Jimmy Butler, oh, he was just going to Miami to get effed up on South Beach and be Jimmy, party with the stars, <laughs> but no, this team is good, man. Bam Adebayo is having his breakout season. He's playing the Draymond Green role for this team. Tyler Hero has come in and been a rookie sensation to give points with Jimmy. Jimmy and Tyler going back and forth getting points. Kendrick Nunn out of the G League is a guard who is eating. So you have Kendrick, Jimmy, Bam, and then Tyler. And then with Duncan Robinson off the bench, 
solid performance. And then with other role players like Chris Silva, Kelly Olynyk, Miles Leonard, this Heat team is good. Do I think they can make it to the NBA Finals? I don't know. I think it's that's going to depend on how good Tyler Hero is. But, Justin, what has this Miami team shot you, and how, how do you feel about it? They have. Honestly, I didn't think they, they were going to be this good. I mean, yes, they acquired J- Jimmy Butler, who's a star player. But the way that they've been playing, I seen them play last night, actually, and I was impressed. And they just they play defense, and like they have guys who can score the ball. Yeah, so man. that's the name of the game. You gotta be able to make shots, and they have shot makers. And and, 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 and not only that, that spectacular, really. Big facts, and not only not only the fact that they have to have shot makers, but the shot makers they have can create off the dribble. I didn't think Tyler Hero was the guy that could cross you up, go Me off either. a and pull I didn't think and, so either. and make. I thought he was just like a set shooter. This dude is doing things that. And and Clay Thompson's a better shooter than him. Don't get it twisted. But Clay Thompson doesn't even shoot the ball off the dribble that well. Tyler Hero is 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 balling out here, man. Got to give the white dude his props because white NBA players are making a come up right now. Got to get got to give it to you guys, bro. Y'all making a come up, and I'm really loving what the Heat are doing. And I got to give credit to Bam Adebayo because to me, as great as Tyler Hero has been, Bam has been a he plays so hard. He's on the boards. He does everything right. Does everything. Jesus, it, it, like you gotta give him props. Last night against the uh, or two nights ago, by the time you against guys, the Hawks? yeah, against the Hawks when they played, Bam Adebayo had thirty points, eleven assists, and eleven rebounds. He's doing the Draymond Green stuff, but actually hitting shots. Like he's doing yeah. every, like how Draymond Green plays defense and creates for everybody. Because what Bam, what they do with the Heat is they let Bam catch it at the top of the three point line. He'll dribble to the middle of the dribble hard, hard, hard to the middle of the paint, the defense will collapse, and then it's up to him to make a play, whether someone cuts to the goal, to kick it out to the three-pointers, to kick it out and to he's the been doing that. And he's been eating, man. I'm so and happy. The thing about it, also, you know this. What, what also makes it good is that he has size. Mm-hmm. He's not small. So he could play like the five, the four. Like, Even the three if they need. He's a yep. big. He, he's 6'10 with a 7'1 wingspan. Athletic, so, fast, yep. everything. He's good. Yeah, man, Bam is doing what? So I got to give Jimmy credit. I got to give Pat Riley credit. I got to give Eric Spolster credit. This is this is why I'm upset with the Pelicans because of the situation the Heat are in. The Heat, the Heat are a young team. If we be honest, Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Tyler Hero, Miles Leonard, young. Well, Miles Leonard's kind of old. Uh, but at the the core of their team is young. You add a star like Jimmy Butler with good coaching. And they win. They don't shoot the three ball. They do what Julian said two weeks ago that the Pelicans need to do is play more mid-range games, shoot the threes when you can, and you'd win. The Pelicans have better veteran players than the Heat, yet the Pelicans are a disgrace. It Coaching matters in this league, ladies and gentlemen, with, with young players, and it's time to fire Gentry. I don't say fire people easily. I don't say that unless I believe it, and I won't say it unless it's true, but it's time to fire Gentry, and I have to give Eric Spolstra his props for putting this young team together, him and Pat Riley for putting this young team together and coaching them up, and I got to give Jimmy credit for leading this team because unlike Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler's coming out here and putting numbers up and guarding the best player and putting numbers up against the Atlanta. He had 20, 10, and 8. Jimmy is killing and but uh, all, also, Lyndon, mm. don't the uh, don't the Heat have a health, healthy team? Yeah, they, they do. Healthy, right? They do. Who's well, not they're missing, healthy on the they're, Pelicans? They're, they're missing what? Goran Dragic. Zion. Look, Look, he hasn't played one game. Derek Favors. 
Derek Favors not. He's not Derek Favors. I'm gonna give Derek, Derek Favors is nice. His mom. His mom. I didn't know this. His mom passed away, so I'm okay with Derek Favors missing as much time as he could. Because if my mom passed away, I would miss as much time as I could. Because that like that's a big deal. So I'm not gonna even get on Favors. But my point to. The injuries, yes, the Pelicans have been injured throughout the season and people are coming back, but that still doesn't detract from the fact that you shouldn't be losing like you are, Justin. That's all I'm saying. I don't think they should be 18 and 6, but I don't think they should be 4 and whatever the hell they uh, – let me – I don't want to say the wrong thing. They are they six, six, six and 18. Yeah, they have six wins and 18. You shouldn't be doing that. And then on well, top – They just lost, so 6 and 19. And then on top of that, the Heat are the Heat don't have their best guard, their second best guard, and Goran Dragic, and they're still dominating. So, I mean, that's just that. I just got to yeah, give Pelicans I gotta, have no I excuse. They they they're trying to hold on to that. Well, if Zion, you don't know how Zion's gonna be his rookie year. We, you, yeah. they expect Zion that, to come in. I'm not putting that pressure on 20, him. You, they, they expect Zion to come in and put twenty some points a game. No, first of all, he wouldn't even play if he was healthy. He wouldn't even be playing that much because it's gonna take him a while to get into shape. Okay, so I, I mean, if you took Tyler Hero off the Heat, they would still what? They're eighteen and six. If you took him off the Heat, what? They'd be seventeen and seven. I mean, you, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't like, know about that. They be they might be they, they they would still have a winning record. I to your point, they still have a winning record. But I gotta give they would still be that, playing great. It's it's yeah. it's and look the way the Pelicans are losing. They're they're not losing. The way they're losing is by poor defense and just bad no coaching. Effort. Just yeah, no effort. No, they are, and they're getting blown out. It's emba- It's embarrassing. I, 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 at this point, have told my the the people who listen to this podcast on Twitter, and I'm telling you, if you if you don't follow us on Twitter, I'm not watching the Pelicans games anymore. I can't do it to myself. It hurts. It hurts too much. It, 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 it it's it's not fun to watch. It drains my happiness, and I'm not doing it. I would rather watch other teams and talk about other teams playing. I'll keep you guys up to date on the Pelicans because I'll I'll. I'll pay attention to the news and I'll watch every now and again, but I'm not just going to watch them lose game in and game out. There's teams like the Heat. There's teams like the Mavericks who are more interesting teams that are doing fun stuff to watch. Even though they might not be my team, I can still watch them and cover them. Another team I want to talk about, Justin, that I wanted to see if you saw the Celtics, man. Celtics look way better without Kyrie. Like, let's call a spade a spade. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they're playing great basketball. Gordon Hayward is back. I believe, I believe, let me see, because I just clicked something. Uh, it said he was back. I think he played tonight. Yeah, Gordon Hayward is back. They, they finally have the right rotation. Kimball Walker is, is doing well. My concern with the, the Celtics comes to size. When it gets to that playoffs, they don't have someone who can guard the Embiid, can guard the Horford, can guard the uh, Giannis. Justin, how do you feel about the Boston Celtics? Because they look good at 17-6. and six. I think the I I think the the biggest thing about them now is that they have more ball movement. Yeah. And I think when uh like, finally doing Brad's system. Yeah, right. You know, Brad Stevens, he was more he came out the college system, so he of course you know he was more about ball movement, um, team ball. And Kyrie Irving, he's a great superstar, but I mean he's he he stops the ball. And before he was yep. there, before you know when he got injured, they made that big run. And they were they were just moving the ball, getting good shots. When Kyrie came back, the ball kind of stopped, and you know guys were guys were mad. Not kind of stopped. It stopped. It stopped. Yeah, it stopped bad. <laughs> and then stop. Like, yeah. We're not going to even do that because yeah, Kyrie got the go Nets look bad. <laughs> chill, 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 chill. Yeah. I'm a chill. I'm a chill. Yeah, but Boston, Boston looks great, man. Like Jason but, is playing like I thought he would. But Kimba, they finally have a leader. Like I'm, I'm so yeah, happy. Yeah, he's, he's a true. 
he's a true. He's. I'm not saying Kyrie's a tr- a, not a leader, but Kimba's just different. You know, yeah, he's always exactly. been like he he won like the sportsman award, sportsmanship award last year. So he's, he's all about the care. team. Yeah, that's my. He does not care about solo stats because he cares about winning. He hasn't been in a winning culture in and his whole career. Like, that now being in Boston, he's taking full advantage of this opportunity. Yeah, he dropped 44 against. The uh, Pacers, but he also had seven assists. If Kyrie had forty-four points, he was not having that many assists. Right, and the thing about it is, like, he's a, like Kimba is a good guy. He's off for the team, but he's not one of those guys who's just a good guy. He can ball too. Mm-hmm. So, like, he put up forty, but like, I think that this team is good. I think they're, I think they're deep, and I think they can go big or small. Even though you know it may be hard to uh, for them to guard quicker players with like with with a big line. Line up, uh, like their centers. They have, uh, like right right now. I know the center right now is that how is is that how you say his his uh, last name? Yeah, it's Daniel yeah. Thais. Da- Daniel Thais. Sorry, sorry. I mean, he's good, but I think like also they have in in his cancer too, and yeah, wait they have to get guys who, like they can go big or small. So I think they aren't just limited to just playing one style of basketball. I think like they can go both big and small. No, I agree with that. Yeah. The quick, thing is, they just, need, they just need Cantor to get healthy, so get fully healthy so he can be ready for the playoffs to play the Embiid's, to play the Horfords. I don't know if they'll beat them when it comes to that situation because of that, because of their big situation. But like Justin said, they can beat you multiple ways. And I like their young guys, Grant Williams and Carson but Edwards. They, I, think, I think I think Cancer can guard the bigs, though. I think he's he's pretty he's about 6'11. He's pretty solid. Cancer can't guard shit. I mean, what? I saw him in that point. He can't, he can't play good. De- he's terrible in defense. That's the biggest knock on him his whole career on defense. He can score. He's very good at scoring. He can give you 15 points. He can get you a few offensive rebounds. But defense, he can run through. Yeah, and that's my body. That's, he's, a, he's a big body, but he's I don't body. Like, Yeah, that's the thing. I just don't know if he can slow – because you won't stop a guy like Joel Embiid. It's about slowing him down, and I don't know Giannis if he, would have a field day on him. And that's another thing. Oh, yeah, of I, course. Like, they don't have anyone to stop Giannis either. He couldn't him. stop Jokic. He couldn't stop Jokic last year. And whenever he played for the, for the uh, Trailblazers, he couldn't stop Jokic in But, um, these, are, but these, these are all superstars. Like, he, you but won't stop, who's stop he going to face, guys. though? But, but when it comes to the playoffs, he's either going to have to face Joel Embiid or he's going to have to face um, Giannis. Giannis. So, you know, he's, I mean, he, he, he does good offense, but on defense, nah. It's the de- it's you got like Justin. That's their that's their Achilles heel because I like the Celtics too. Whereas Miami has a better chance of guarding those people with Miles Leonard and Bam Adebayo. Ennis Cantor's not that great defense. It's gonna come down to can him and Thice contain those bigs. But we'll shout out to Tristan Shorey, uh, one of the fans who who listens to us and follows us on Twitter. Shout out to you, my brother, because your Celtics team is looking good this year. And I said we would talk about them, and we are. So shout out to the Celtics. They are seventeen in six right now in third place in the East. The East right now is so interesting with the Bucks at twenty one and three, Miami at eighteen and six, the Celtics at seventeen and six, Philly at eighteen and seven, the Raptors, lo and behold, doing well at sixteen and eight. The Pacers at 16 and 9. The Nets not looking too hot at 13 11. And then the Magic at 11 and 13. And then the rest of the East as follows. The Magic no is need. a disappointment. Yeah, I they are. Be better. Me too. Aaron Gordon hasn't taken the next step. And it's, they don't know. They, I said this a year ago. 
they have too many people that play the same position. Eric Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, uh, uh, Bo, uh, I was Mo so Lombard. confused when they drafted Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan I was like, Isaac's why did you? Awesome, man. I like him. He I is, but then you, draft, then you draft, then you draft Mo Bamba right after. Yeah, Hello? I just, why I just you didn't have understand their strategy. Like, I was like, how does how does that all fit together? I didn't mean either. Are they going to play all bigs? Because Aaron Gordon is showing that he, as as much as he's trying to improve his range, he's still inside the paint. Jonathan Isaac is inside the paint. Mo Bamba's inside the paint. The only big that they have that's not inside the paint is Vucevic. And Vucevic is hurt right now. They have too many players that play the same position. And until the Maverick Magic figure that out, they're, they're going to be a disappointment. And I thought the Pistons would be better, but Blake is healthy now. So I kind of want to see Blake, Drummond, and Rose do their thing. They beat the Pelicans the other game. So... As Blake gets, which is not saying much, but as Blake gets healthy, I hope the Pistons can kind of hit their stride. But let's talk about our discussion question this week. Uh, and the question is, if you hold on, let me read it because it's not in my notes; it's in my text. So my bad. Okay, if you could start an NBA franchise around anyone under the age of twenty-eight years old, who would it be? Some of the players that are in that qualification are. Kawhi Leonard is exactly 28, so we won't count him. Anthony Davis is 26. Uh, Jokic is, I believe, 25. Carl Anthony Towns, Devin Booker, Joel Embiid, Giannis Antetokounmpo, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll start with Justin. Start us off. Who would you build your team around and why? Oh, man, this is a good question. But, like, right now, I'm going to go with the um, – I'm going to go with one, probably one of the youngest superstars, and I think – Someone you one of you guys may also say him too, but but I'm gonna have to go with with Luca, man. And the reason why is because he's I I know I know you guys are probably gonna say something, but I I just feel like right now he's the youngest and he's the most dominant player right now. Mm. Okay, I right, think like see. I could do Let's... more with 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 his style of play. We'll get this around him. We'll get to discussion in a little bit. Everybody say their main people and their opening points, and then we'll discuss. So Justin has Luca. I and- would pick, but I want to say I want to pick other guys, but it's for different reasons. Like I want Embiid, but he he's always hurt. No, no, yeah, no, no, wait, no. We'll, we'll get to that right. in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get to oh. that in the discussion. We'll get to okay. that in the discussion. Right. We'll get to that right. once everybody gets their guys out because I really want to discuss this because I have stats and everything to back up why I chose who I did. So uh, Julian, who you got? Uh, I choose Giannis on the fact that. As far as the Eastern Conference, he's by far the most. Honestly, right now, I think in the NBA, other than LeBron, really, and James Harden, he, he's in that category. You could choose whoever. He's the most dominant player in the NBA, as in he is literally the most unstoppable force in the league. And he's very durable. And he gets a little better each year. And, you know, once his shot starts falling in, which it will eventually because he's not afraid to shoot it. That, that's the key. Ben Simmons, he's afraid <laughs> to shoot it. This, is this awesome. guy, he's not. Giannis isn't afraid to shoot it, and that's how you get better with your shot. So Giannis plays defense, offense. I mean, he's he's a real deal, and he's only like what twenty four. He's so twenty five. He I just turned twenty five. Yeah, he like just turned twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. And with that size and that body, I think he'll be. I think he'll play the exact same for the next like nine years. So. On December sixth, actually. So it was just the other day. Yeah, because I remember they sang him "Happy Birthday" at the game. Schubert, who are you taking? And give us your opening reasons why. Uh, besides the two best options that were just taken, 
Uh, I mean, no, you, if you, you have one of their the options, same, yeah. yeah, if you have one of their, it just, you'll just, y'all will just argue together. Like, if, if you have one of theirs, pick it. Like, okay, like well, yeah. for me, I think it's pretty obviously Luca, just because mm. for him being 20 years old and, you know, you don't know whether he's peaking or if he's rising. I mean, he has the potential that I think that he could be uh, an iconic player in the NBA, maybe, like, the best European basketball player that's ever played in the NBA. Like, I mean, that's way early to say, but, I mean, if I'm talking about starting a franchise and wanting to take a player that I know that could have a longevity and become, like, a Michael Jordan-esque figure for my franchise, then I would go with Luka Doncic. Oh, okay. I I think that's a a pretty clear choice just because, like, I feel like he can do it all where the – my you know, my knock on some of the other players is that they may not be able to give you everything. All just right. give you certain things well. Like, one, some may be better uh, down low. Some may be better shooters, but not rebounders. It's just, like, I think that out of the the young players and the criteria that we're talking about, Luca kind of gives you everything. Cool. All right, let me do mine. So I have two. I had two, and I couldn't decide between the two. I, well, and I know who I am. I'm going to lay out some stats first. So the first guy, in his first year, he averaged 15 points, one steal, eight assists, and eight rebounds. The next year, he increased those points to 16, but he decreased in, in assists, and then he had eight rebounds to match. This year, he's at 14 points. The assists have increased back up to nine, and then he has two steals, increased that, and still around the eight percentage rebounds. His shooting percentage, though, is where it gets tricky. At he His three-point percentage this year is at, as at uh, 40%. But his two-point field goals is at 57. The year before was at 56. The year before was at 51. But his three-point percentage for the year before those, before the one this year has been at 0, 0, 0. His free throw percentage was 56, 60, 57. The reason why I don't pick this guy, and it's Ben Simmons, is because of the three-point percentage and because of the shot. He is now taking shots, and like Julian said, they can fall. And if he does get confident in the shot, there's going to be – no one as good as Ben Simmons because what Ben Simmons can do, it's LeBron S. And not only can he guard the bigs, he can he can uh, initiate your offense. He's a playmaker, but I can't rely on that shot. I'm going with what my other guy said, Luka Doncic, because Luka's huh. stats: 21 points the year first year, six assists, seven rebounds. This year, 30 points. Uh, Nine rebounds, nine assists. And then his percentages, he is 30-some percent from three, but that's because he attempts a lot. From two, he's 61% this year with uh, 81% free throw percentage. Luka Doncic not only can score outside, inside, he can play make, which I just said Ben Simmons does one of some of the best. He Luka's right up there with him. He goes at his tempo. And like Schubert said, if I want to build a franchise that can generate money, not only does he generate money for you here in America, being that he's such a captivating player, and whether you like it or not, white audiences relate to him because he's Caucasian. So not only do you get the black audience, you get the white audience, but you get the European market. So this guy is a star for all. He can bring in money. He can generate sales. 
I choose Luka Doncic. But I will say the reasons why we can start jumping into the reasons why we don't choose other people. Joel Embiid, I couldn't take for that reason you said, Justin. Injuries, man. Same thing with Anthony Davis. We saw Anthony Davis try to lead a franchise. I'm not. I can't pick him. I can't. I'm not starting my franchise oh, around. Oh, stop with the Anthony it's, it's Davis. A, it's a hey. guard. It's a guard <laughs> league. It's a guard dominated league in the NBA, and I need someone that can create my own shot, not rely on someone to create shots. Anthony Davis is working so brilliantly, and he is brilliant in the Lakers. But it's because he has that man next to him, King James. I, I'm giving the yeah, Lakers their props. He's playing. He's playing phenomenally. But Anthony does not initiate the ball. He doesn't. He needs someone like a LeBron James to make to bring out his greatness. And I wanted to say Devin Booker, but he just doesn't win. Yeah, he's, no, I, I'm a, glad no one. He's, a he's not a winner, but he doesn't win. No defense. He needs a piece. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> he definitely does. Now let's talk. Let's talk Giannis, Julian. Why'd you choose Giannis? Because Giannis, he's, he's literally unstoppable. Yeah. He's literally on un, like, look, there, Giannis. I mean, of course, you Luca doesn't grow on trees, but I think Giannis is more rare than Luca, and he he runs better. He's faster. I think he could go with a faster pace, and he's five times more physical. Look, here's my thing against Luca. I think Luca's hit a ceiling, which I mean is pretty good enough already, and uh, I think Giannis plays way better defense. But on top of that, but Julian. I think, I, I have a quick question for you. He's finesse. Go ahead. I have, I have a question for you. So what what do you think the Bucks need or Giannis needs for them to win a championship? Someone better than Chris Middleton as number yeah. two because Chris Middleton <laughs> is trash. I don't know how he got that money. But like, that is it one player? Desperate. Is that, it one player? Or like, so so like, are they one player away? I think I think they're, I mean one, they're one second star. I, I really let me be, let me let me argue like who? for Giannis. I think they're a player like a. Like, like just Booker? yeah, someone in that category, someone a little bit better than. If Clay uh, Thompson would have went over there, it would have been game that, over. They would have won something. Someone to create their own shot and, and finish those at the late games. My argument against Giannis because he does have the international appeal that that Luca does have. It's a guard dominated league, and I know Giannis has guard like abilities, but we've seen in the playoffs defenses shut him down, and I understand his shot will grow as time comes. He is the most dominant player in the league, but for me. My thing with a player, I need someone who can go in that fourth quarter and get me a bucket. And whether it's two, three, he can get me a bucket and has that killer mentality. My guy Luca has shown that killer mentality. Not to say that Giannis doesn't have it. It's just not, Giannis can only get a bucket a certain way where Luca gives me more options. I no, want it. No, no, no. Inside, outside. I like both of these answers, and I'm glad none of us, none of us said the Joel Embiid's of the because I was ready. To, I was ready to argue like. <laughs> As much as I champion Nikola Jokic, I, bro, that, I don't know if that dude will ever get in shape. And, like, I love him. He was my favorite center last year. But he plays out of shape. And until he gets in shape, I can't rock with him. I just think Luka's kind of soft. I think he's a typical European finesse player. Uh, I like a player that could take some physicality because whenever you get up on certain teams in the playoffs, you're going to need that sort of physicality. And uh, I think if the Mavericks got into a playoff series with, say, the Clippers – I think the Clippers could completely shut him down, or I don't think they could. I don't think he could match anyone's physicality, as in someone like Giannis could one up you on your physicality, and I like that because you need that in the playoffs. I just, I just like Giannis better. Like, look, you said to start a franchise, no matter what, even though you, you guys are telling me, oh, Luca could do this, Luca could do that, you still need another piece to complement him. Because LeBron, LeBron needs LeBron and Cleveland needed another piece to complement him, and he's the greatest player 
that we've, that we've seen. You know, I mean, no, I, I, of course, and you look, say Jordan, I don't, but. I don't just, I don't disagree with you with anything you just said. But my thing with with this is Giannis to me needs more pieces where Luca needs another playmaker and and just some quality shooters, just some quality shooters and another playmaker where. Giannis may need a, a a a solid big to to uh back him to uh play help side defense. He needs a a playmaker as well as a quality scorer. I just feel that due to Luca's attributes, he needs less than Giannis needs for his team. But both are great to start. To me, those are the next best two players in the league once LeBron retires. Like it's it's these dudes' league. No wrong answer. Let us know who you would choose to start your franchise. If you think we're hating on Anthony Davis, let us know why you think Anthony Davis. If you think it should be Joel Embiid. If you think it should be Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Jokic, let us know. But I think, oh, you can let us know at BWT, uh, at, uh, at Bros Who Think on Twitter. Let us know at our individual Twitters. But let, let's talk about this. Why did none of us say a big? Like, why didn't, in, in, I'm not going to count Giannis as a big because he has those guard-like qualities, but why did none of y'all say a, a choose a big like a Joe Kitch, like a Carl Anthony Towns, like a Joel Embiid, or an Anthony Davis? I wanted to what? make. Oh, you can go first. Sure. No, you go. Yeah. You sure? Oh. We talk enough football. You can go. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go, Justin. Okay, okay. I wanted to actually say a big because I, I feel like if you have a big, it's always good to go inside out. But it's just like Embiid is the most dom- like as far as dominant bigs. He's the only dominant big, like, right now. Carl Anthony Towns, he's good, but he's not dominant. Jokic is good, but he's not dominant. And, and uh, Anthony Davis is, is good, but he needs that. He's always hurt. So it's like, I can't pick him because they're always hurt. If they were always healthy, I would probably, probably pick Anthony Davis or Jordan B. That's my reason for not picking the bigs. Schubert, why'd you uh, not choose a big? Um, a team who's centered around a powerful big hasn't been a team who's been winning championships True. recently. I mean, the last team, I guess you could say that was like that would be like Tim Duncan yeah, and the Spurs. And, you know, and, you know, even they don't play like that anymore. Really? I think it's really more about having a player who can shoot as well as maybe do a little bit inside but the outside game is more prevalent and that think has to do with the, the other conversation you want to have later on with where the NBA is now with how how you want to build your own team. So I, I think everyone really pretty is focused on shooting first and foremost. Yeah, no, uh, that was a good point. Julian, why did you not? You're the closest person to choose a big S, but even though... Giannis is big as he still has those guard like qualities to where he can get you inside. He can bring the ball up the floor. He can create. Why didn't you choose a traditional big? Well, traditional bigs are becoming a thing in the past because the way the game is developing and the way athletes are. I mean, you have people who are six eleven dribbling the ball down the court, and that's going to be the future. So you know, I just had to go with someone who's you know more in line with the future. As as a like opposed to players like a uh, Jaleel Okafor, a traditional big, the one that could play in the eighties, those things are done. They're, they're not coming back. Those types of players. So you know, you just have to roll along with the times. You know, so yeah. that's why I chose. You know, something like that. I would love to choose Anthony Davis, by the way, because I think he's the most skilled big 
in the NBA by far. Fact, facts. Him, I'm not him, disagreeing with that. Him and Joel. But I, I, even though you guys hate on him for no reason, um, that's me being petty. I know why I y'all know. hate on him. I know. And uh, you know why we and I know why you didn't choose him because just like I said, you need someone like a LeBron James to bring it out. Well, no, I think I think that's a bad you know, because LeBron needs somebody to help him out. Every you can't do it by yourself. You always need help. So you just have to get somebody to compliment. You know, J- James Harden would do so much more better with a dynamic big than he would do with Russell Westbrook. You know what Back. I mean? So I think it's kind of invalid because you always, I mean, look, once Chris Porzingis gets his feedback and gets his New York Knicks form and develops how he's supposed to, oh, we'll you see watch Luka's out. Better play. You know, that's going to be a better, yeah, it's going to be a better team. But my thing is, by him, and, and we haven't seen someone do it by themselves in a long time, even or ever. Let's not, let's get, a, get away with that initial because Michael had Scotty, Kobe had Shaq, and Paul Gasol. So let's get away from that. But my thing is, in terms of needing more, a guy like Anthony Davis needs more than a guy like Giannis, needs more than a guy like Luka, and that costs money. And if you want to build a team, it just you go with the best player that needs the less around them to get you to your goals faster. That's just, I mean, my, that's just I, my I I see what you're saying, but like in order to build a team, you know, you need more than one superstar. It's all gonna cost about the same. That's my my thing. But on Anthony Davis. He has been injured, a, you know, a little more than my liking due to him being on the Pelicans and their horrible training staff that they were using the Saints training staff from because they were so damn cheap. So, I mean. It's true. Yeah, yeah, it is true. It's unfortunate, too. But, I mean, the injury, you know, history and things like that, I'm not really. But if, if you told me they were to be healthy, I'd, I'd probably choose Anthony Davis because, I mean, I'm watching him on the Lakers. And I forgot, you know. That last year with the Pelicans. Don't say you forgot how good he was. No, really, bro. No, Anthony's been doing that. He's, he's been amazing. doing that. He's literally amazing. They cannot stop him. Yeah, he <laughs> And he can look, shoot well. Like, he shoots well. Him and Joel do some some incredible things. Like, because Joel's a little more dominant than him, but Anthony is faster than him and has a little better off-the-ball moves and, and, uh, and on-ball. Like, yeah, better defense. But Joel can get you up. Whereas, if you give it to Anthony on the block, if his shot's not falling, at least Joel can muscle in and, and do some stuff. But let's get to our second question, which is, since the decade's winding down, we're going to start doing doing decade conversations to lead up to the best athletes of the decade, best sports moment. I want to ask this question. This is not necessarily the best athlete of the decade, but which athlete changed their sport the most? Changed their sport. Let's not even say the most. Changed their sport in the past decade. So from 2010 to now, LeBron James. Oh, okay. All right, you 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 nominating Bron? I'll Schubert. You nominate. I mean, that was not the the NBA player I would have chose. I'm definitely thinking it's Steph Curry. Mm, I'm thinking Steph as well. Him too. Justin, why do you think LeBron? Real quick. I mean, if he didn't start team hopping, then no one else would. Ooh, uh, player empowerment. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's a good point. That's a great point. Um, because I was I was I was kind of thinking, why well, you say LeBron, but no player empowerment moving. You're absolutely right. That starts with LeBron James. Schubert's right with Steph Curry because the, the three point ball. Yeah, yeah, he changed the game for that. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I'll say Kevin Durant in the sense of big. And I know Kevin Durant's not a typical big, but without Kevin Durant being a seven five, a seven foot sniper that can do it inside and out. It forced these bigs to become 
uh, Anthony Davis, a, a Joel Embiid. It forced these bigs to step out, shoot the three, and, and we're getting these stretch fives, stretch fours because of guys like Kevin Durant. So I'm going to give Kevin Durant one one of those. But Julian, if you have honestly, another sport. Honestly, yeah, I do. Say, Russell Wilson. Ooh, black quarterback. No, it's not him being black because they got other quarterbacks for that. But it's him being his size doing what he's doing. He's the reason you take a chance on players like Colin Murray and other shorter players. He's, a, he's, he's really one of the first quarterbacks under six feet to do what he does. Move around like that, slide, not get injured, comes from baseball to play quarterback, has a good arm, good vision, all these things. So every, every reason why you would pass on Russell Wilson traditionally because he was short and he would run a lot, meaning you can get hurt. And, you know, him being short, you really can't see the field like someone who's 6'5 can. That's and true. And him yeah. having that sort of success, let Colin Murray be able and to Baker. be drafted number one. And Baker, you know, yeah. gave them the ability to be drafted at number one. Drew Brees is in that too, but I think Russell Wilson is for, for, for the – for the because most quarterbacks who are shorter, I feel, do move a lot, and I feel like he kind of changed the game for that. So he's going to be the reason why Colin Murray, you know, Baker Mayfield, and the other few quarterbacks that yeah, are I'll smaller. Yeah, give it to Russ because Drew's yeah. kind of started it, but because Russ could run and do more athletic stuff, we see the. Uh, that's a good point, and and you're right. Me saying black quarterback that was dumb. I just, I don't even know why no, I said was, that. It <laughs> was it wasn't dumb, but I'll tell you this with with the black quarterback thing. Lamar Jackson, I think, is the first black quarterback. This almost get fully embraced. They they still knock him, as in whenever they give credit, they always have to throw his head coach in there. But they still, because so, so they won't give him a hundred percent of the credit. It's 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 subliminal things that people don't notice. I noticed that though. But um, Lamar Shit. Jackson's probably the first black quarterback they starting to get that's starting to get majority of the credit. Which I mean, it's twenty damn near twenty twenty, and it's just starting with that. So the Him shit that they gave. Yeah, yeah, but the shit that they gave Cam Newton, Michael Vick, and all the other black quarterbacks before him, even RG3, Lamar Jackson, he doesn't have to get all of that. That's true. Justin, now, what were you saying about my Kevin Durant thing? What were you about to say? Because I know you was coming with something. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, he is a he is very – he's a tall player, but, like, I feel Seven like foot! He, yeah, he is, but, like, I feel like he came in, into the league in college as a small forward. He was never you know, that, like I look, that back to that basket guy, that four, that five. He was always a, a three. No, I, I I agree with that, but I'm talking about the sense of how the Warriors would use him as the stretch five and how some teams would play him okay. as a big. That showed the other league, like that showed big men and other people around the league that we need this athletic, not only just back to the basket, not can only score inside, but he has to score outside, be able to defend in the pick and roll because most bigs are still – Flub, uh, flubbering around in space where a guy like Anthony Davis can switch on the pick, where a guy like Giannis can switch on the pick, and I think without Kevin Durant, we don't we don't necessarily get to that point. But I do say y'all's, I, I like Julian's Russell Wilson, I think Schubert, Steph Curry, and I think you're LeBron James. Those are the real, like, big three of this decade. Yeah, I was trying to think in my head who was the first to really utilize the transfer portal the first because like mm. you know the first person that I think in my head as an Alabama fan of a transfer guy who won a championship was Jake Coker but I mean Jake Coker isn't an influential player of the decade but yeah. so I'm thinking more of like um like you know 
Baker, Kyler Murray, Lincoln Riley, you know, someone who's found a way to utilize the transfer portal and use it successfully. Uh, Lincoln Riley, I, I guess you could say, is uh, someone who's really kind of utilized that to his advantage and kept his team consistent. And without that, there's no Joe Burrow to LSU. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I think the transfer portal is one of the big things that have changed college sports this decade for sure. Okay. Um, are we going to say, I'm trying to think of any more since you said something like that, like something that's initiated in the sport. I don't want to say the NFL challenges system because that's too early. I don't want to say like none of, none of that stuff, but that, that I think that's like a good one, Schubert, the transfer portal, because that did become big this decade. I'm trying to think of any more. I think we might have hit all the the, the major ones. Yeah, because you yeah. know damn well we don't watch baseball, so we can't yeah. say anything about that. <laughs> we do not watch baseball at all. Schubert checks it out sometimes, but he doesn't know enough about it to know that. Uh, I know right, the that... shift. What about the shift? The shift happened. I know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. The only thing I've ever known about baseball was that when I was a kid and my parent, you know, my mom was from New York. And so I've always been like a Yankees fan. I went to a Yankees game, and like so, I've I've always just known that the Yankees win. So that's all I know about baseball. They have not been winning this decade. So hey, no, they've won. Well, I mean, after J- Derek Jeter left, I kind of fell off caring. No, okay, okay, okay. Derek well, yeah. Jeter was the boy. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Russell Wilson, Kevin Durant in the transfer portal. All the the uh, major. Things that have changed sports this decade. Good answer. Oh, no. I like. Oh, like, you got Megan another? Megan Rapino. She made women's soccer cool. Shut up, Justin. No, Julian. Chill out, bro. She did. <laughs> she did. That's a real thing. Chill out, because I know you're trying to joke. <laughs> we not. We not let none of that fly tonight. <laughs> the <laughs> Dallas team. The Dallas U15 team beat the. No, let me stop. Yeah, chill out, chill out. <laughs> Yo, Julian, start us off and tell people where they can find you at on social media. Oh, but wait, real quick, you guys let us know which athletes and which sports moments changed the decade on Twitter at Bros Who Think or at these individuals' Twitters. Now, Julian, you can tell them. You can find me on social media at JujuNav, J-U-J-U-N-A-V. All our tweeters, hot takes. You can go <laughs> ahead and, and come get them. <laughs> <laughs> You guys do that, Justin. Tell the people they can find you at on social media. Uh, I'm on all all um, social media platforms. Um, Justin Baptiste 22. 100. Y'all go follow my guy on Snapchat. Yo, Schubert, tell the people where they can find you at on social media. You can find me on social media at a Schubert 14. On that's on Twitter and Instagram. You can listen to the Bros Who Binge podcast. It comes out every Tuesday right now. Uh, we just uh, reviewed the last episode of Watchmen and then this next episode will be the season series or season finale. season finale yeah season finale and uh so that's gonna be a big episode so look out for that and we're getting closer and closer to Star Wars we're about nine eight days away seven I days depending on what so day we're saying so we're we're getting really close to Star Wars, so get prepared for that. We're definitely going to have a big review and a big, big talk breakdown. about Star Wars. As well as we're getting close to the end of the year, the Anime Talk Awards, the Bros Who, Th- Bros Who Binge Awards. On this pod, we're going to do 
best albums of the year, best uh, best sports moments. We're gonna do. We're gonna just do it all at, along with the decade. We're gonna have our end of the year special coming up very soon that we do every year. So be on the lookout for that. You can follow me at LinBWT on Twitter. Follow the Bros You Think at Bros You Think. Be sure to check out Julian's most recent article on the website www.brosyouthink.com. He wrote about load management. Be sure to check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk. It's out now. Be sure to check the most recent episode of Primetime, getting guys, getting you ready for LSU, the LSU perspective on the college football playoffs, as well as re- recruiting, as well as uh, all the stuff they talk about. They talked about so much stuff, so you can check that out as well. But thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we will be back next Thursday with a new episode. Uh, but for Julian, for Doom, for Justin, for Schubert, my name is Lennon. You guys have a great weekend. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Be safe. And we're out. Peace. I used to work at the North Face Wasting my time just doing nothing You're on my mind when I'm lonely Maybe you'll find me in your own way Searching for you my face she brings me joy she dissed them niggas yeah don't kiss them boys i find a way i'll make a ploy